I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Guns and violence, the whole damn world could be yours. Same as it ever was. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to CORE episode 403. Yeah, that's right. It's Thursday, February 1st, 2024. Brand new month. Welcome to the show. This is the show where you have zero character romance options. I'm warning you now. So get out while you can. Don't even play this game. I feel like my romance options with you are closed off. (laughs) I made a... I made a big deal about the show title last week and yeah. how you played the whole thing, but you're like, I'll remember that. Yeah, no, I totally did. Said Scott will remember <laughs> yeah. that. And uh, yeah. I don't, you know, you do fine work on our music intros and I don't want to diminish it. I ever. was prepared to leave it lie. So it's nice of you. Anyway, sorry. Just whatever. I, it's good. It's good. I and all no S rank it. now. There's only an A rank. You That's only right. You get yeah. to feel like very yeah. special friends. We got all kinds of feedback during the week that um, they really liked the new intro. So, and tonight's, that's your latest one, your latest cut you did this yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. It spent about a hundred hours total, not on that piece, but you know, I want to make something special for everyone for yeah. the show in yeah. particular. And I threw out a lot of bad, <laughs> bad versions of it along the way. That's what I spent most. Well, of I can time. tell you this: you know, John and I, with our vast musical skills, uh, left untapped as they are, yeah. um, couldn't do nearly what you've done. So, you know, we appreciate it's it. Not I, just, it's not the musical skill thing; it's just perfectionism mostly. And yeah. Well, and you also and know how to freaking everything do it. Sucks, and they do completely all the time, permanently, forever. So you know. Yeah, I get. You can't it. like anything you make. Yeah, I totally understand that feeling. I do that all the time, um, and it's unfortunate because there'll be times where I'll do a show, and you guys or anyone else, and I won't like it. I'll be like, "That went fine. I know it was good, but I oh, I don't want to hear it again." And then, like a month later, I'll hear it just for because i want to go back for curiosity's sake and it ends up being so, like really good and funny like yeah. a, a really quality yeah. three hours or whatever we do here and it's always a little bit of a shock to me but i think that's just people who make stuff so yeah. i'm like this- one of my favorite artists as long as i'm looking at it months later and yeah, forgot yeah. that i did it same in Hard the time. moment least favorite artist but looking back i'm like you know what I could draw something if I wanted to. It sometimes takes okay. years for me with that. I'll I'll do a thing and go, not looking at that for a year and a half. And then I do and I go, oh, that was all right. 
Yeah. I, should, I should post that more. Why am I hiding Usually that? the way I feel is, I wish I could draw that good now. <laughs> like, I look at it from like, I was like, man, that was like six years ago. How did I get this much worse at this yeah. over this amount of time? That It's, you know. It's a weird effect. The way it is. Yeah. There, there's a unique hell, though, in the audio and music making in particular. I mean, you might have some experience with this, Scott, because you've done so much audio over the years. Mm. But the the mastering aspect of music mm-hmm. like it's one thing to write it but it's another thing to make a even and listenable audio piece involving making sure everything's loud except the things you don't want loud right and then it changing volumes over the course of the time all to make sure it doesn't sound blown out leaves enough headroom but sounds loud and exciting and there's no there's no science it's art yeah. but it's like no one really pre- unless you're like an audio mixer for music you have no idea what mm. any of that means that's why those producers and that's get hell so- it's hell like yeah. it's just i find it to be hell because you're not creating you're kind of just trying to make a good thing that nobody will notice but if it's bad everyone will notice yeah i think I, painters I, and visual artists have the same problem we we tweak and pick and change and scrub and then repaint and because we just we're trying to refine the final thing so hard and we're never happy with the results and i think that's why some music producers are such rock stars like who's who's Maybe the guy, like who's coloring the, is kind of like that the coloring oh, is something yeah. everyone expects to be naturally colored mm-hmm. so if it's off it looks bad but if it's good you don't notice or don't think about right. all the work that went in to pick the right shade and to make the light look like it's coming from the right direction i bet or something like sure that, you know? yeah color color is for comic books will tell you that is true and they all hate their I, work i find that a magic skill that's same like the ability to pick the right colors and do color well is like wizardry to me because yeah. every time i've ever tried to do it it's awful yeah. and it's like i can tell when it's bad mm-hmm. and that's usually because i did it yeah and it's probably <laughs> i not can the sexy tell when part. it's good because i didn't do it and it doesn't look like the, way the sexy parts like the penciling probably where you're making the thing you're drawing right so you're like oh i want to have him have five arms and uh, he's gonna have a penis coming out of his ear, and you get to make all those decisions with the pencils, right, or wh- whatever you're drawing. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get all them, all them penises. <laughs> uh, you're trying you know, to give me ideas fly, what to draw. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you know, you're just you get to pick what to draw, and like there, I'm sure there's its pain, but coloring, you're like it's already picked out for you, right? I'm yeah. thinking of Steve Hamaker because I know he's a colorist. Yeah. And yeah. he's amazing. Sure he's one that. of the best working people. Hire him for a reason, but even he would tell you. He's the same way. He hates it while he's doing, or he doesn't hate it while he's doing it, but he he sees it and goes, "Ugh, that could be better." Or Ugh, I bet okay. it's an agonizing process, like audio mixing. I'm That's, in awe of the fact that of of like he's a great one to begin with, but like it's just I'm in awe of any. But Steve is incredible. no, he's so good. Just look, I'll yeah. tell you the I'll tell you another one. Like I think this is true of most artistic endeavors. Another one that's real rough writing mm. because oh yeah conceptualizing super fun yeah going oh i'm gonna tell a story these are gonna be the story beats i have a great idea i have a great concept the act of writing is the worst thing in the universe <laughs> yeah. like i second like guess it, every letter as i'm doing i'm trying to do it i have like a, a thing i won't show anyone a science fiction thing i'm working on that i refuse yes. to show to anybody because i know how bad it is it must be but I love the concept and I want to get better at this. So I'm trying to do it, but I don't, I don't know how these people do this stuff. Like how do the Cormac McCarthy's of the world freaking do this? What they do. Writing is a, it's magic. Insane. I mean, granted, this is one I know, so I'm sure it's true when people are, are in it, but like 
Oh, it's so unfun. Like, it seems fun at first. You're like, oh, yeah, I've got a great idea for a scene. I'm going to put it down. And then you get to the first point where you have to describe the room or the setting. Yeah. You're like, I am bored. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to do this at all. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out I made a mistake. Yeah. I hate this part. What? Who came up with this? You need a ghostwriter. And forget about that. Know how, you know what's really boring is editing reading somebody else's work and making changes to it 50 times over. And you just got to reread it and reread it. New draft, new draft, new draft. That sounds like hell on earth. I can't believe people do it. It's insane to me, but I'm glad they do. Cause I'm reading a great book right now and it's really good, but I'm sure it took, it was a huge pain in the ass to yeah. get that shit done. Dungeon crawler, Carl series, by the way, everybody very good. Dungeon crawler, Carl. Carl. Yeah. You guys would name. love it. It's, it plays with so many video game tropes and D and D tropes. It's so good. It's very popular, too. It's like a big, big whoop. I think they're going to adapt it to something. But it's a series about this guy named Carl who gets roped into an intergalactic dungeon crawl. I don't even know how to describe it. It's fantastic. That sounds great. It's so good. Fantastic. It made me laugh out loud multiple times in the first chapter alone. And I'm not used to that with a book. So highly recommend it. But it's like magic. Anyway, what else is like magic is our core retail wow guild. Uh, cleared the new raid last week, and I just wanted to give them a shout out. They deserve credit for uh, well job done. Job well done. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> well, job well done. job done. Um, <laughs> it really changes the meaning. Speaking of writing, yeah. Well, job done yeah. really changes the tone of job well done. And I don't know if that's heroic or mythic or normal or what, but I'm I'm proud of you guys. Nice job. Well done. Yeah. You made some proud pixels. to be a part of that guild, even though I haven't logged in. Exactly. The, the pixels and the polygons that you destroyed will never forget this day. So good job. All right, let's get to our main topic. Turns out Sony's got some stuff going on. We watched it. Now we got to talk about it. They had a state of play and, uh, I was looking forward to this one because it felt like maybe we have, it has been a bit where I felt like we were getting something significantly new out of a Sony presser. And I was excited for what they might be showing off early in the year. And I feel like it was pretty strong overall. Um, partly because there's some really weird stuff in here that we will get to. Um, so Kojima, for whatever reason, is everywhere with everyone now all the time. I still worry a little bit. We got whereas there's little there's a little bit of dev worship with him that concerns me because eventually you're not going to be able to live up to the hype. I'm I'm kind of sure I'm pretty sure he's already crossed that particular Rubicon anyway, where it's a little bit much of him. Um, but depending on how you feel about his games, if you're if you like his games and Death Stranding being the most recent, if you're really into that, well, good news. He's not only making Death Stranding two, which we knew about. We'll get to that in a second. But he's making something called Sicent. Uh, that is a he's he's calling it the code word for it. So this isn't the final name, but it's a Metal Gear like game coming from Kojima. It is a sneak around sabotage co-op or um, uh, covert ops type game, as he described it. Uh, they showed nothing from it, um, but they talked they did about make him a big deal on. about leveraging. It's more Sony's more than just video games. So mm-hmm. is there a TV show coming along with it? Are we finally getting a Kojima movie? Yeah. Are we getting well, that, original that songs? Twitter thing has the Paramount Studios uh, in it, in the picture that he posted. Or Columbia, yeah. 
or Columbia. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I got so, the wrong one. Columbia so know, Pictures. So, so he's supposedly has a movie in the works anyway that was already announced. I don't know what that is, but there's also a documentary coming and like three ma- big games in production. The one they showed at the Microsoft event, which was that horror game. Or no, maybe that was the Game Awards. That was Game Awards. Sorry. Mixed up where I saw it. Oh, the um, OD? Yeah, with, OD um, or something where the with, girl goes, uh, does that face. With, uh, what's his name? Jordan Peele? Uh, oh, right. He came out and did stuff. You're right. Yeah, um, I think it's called the OD, Overdose. The OD. No. Oh, just OD? Garfield's friend. <laughs> yeah, OD. <laughs> this is two weeks in a row where some Garfield references come up. You remember that last week about, we? I don't know why it came up. It was like, oh, he only likes no. lasagna and hates Mondays. We had a whole other thing. <laughs> this is twice. I don't know what that means, but we're, it you means know. Maybe it's time for a Garfield reread. All right. By by the complete collected works and the compendium. See what we can do there. It's been many years since I read that. I was a young lad when I first read Garfield. He was great. Yeah. Back then, I don't know how it holds up, but it's still, I think, in print, even like new ones. I don't know if it's, I don't think it's what's his name doing it, but I think he's got like a. I think they were neat because they had the neat shaped books. Yeah. They were like long half books. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't mind that stuff. Uh, Real quick here, here's what he said on Twitter about the project. It says, Fizzent. Or Fizzent. It's a terrible, terrible title. Fizzent. says this will be the third. Fizzent the name we should land on. I I mean, it's as close as I've got. If anyone has a better way of saying it, please let us know. I mean, I feel like it was very spiritually akin to him because the intro I named, I gave it a weird name, Desality, which is kind of a good human name. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. It is. (laughs) So I'm like. I think it just, it just wants to sound unique, right? If he uses the same old words like Project Titan, you know, mm-hmm. boring. That is boring. You're right. I think yeah, I... Fizzent is a weird word. I kind of prefer this method now that you say that. That's actually a pretty good point. But he says this working title will be the third new original IP since establishment of Kojima Productions. Uh, I, I assume that happened when he left... Well, there was already Kojima Productions when he was still with Konami, but when he left there, this is the third game they're working on. So that that's Death Stranding, OD, this, and then Death Stranding 2 obviously is already an IP, so that doesn't count. Anyway, it is a completely new action espionage game for the next generation. It will be created using cutting-edge technology and the best talents from around the world, both from film and video games. Games, of course, this is an interactive game, but the look, story, theme, cast, acting, fashion, sound, uh, etc., are all the next level of digital entertainment that we could call a movie. Um, what that tells me is the cutscenes are going to be formidable in this thing, and they're going to be a lot of them, uh, which he already does with his stuff. And once again, the trailer for what he showed for Death Stranding 2 which he says he edited himself because he's some kind of crazy that person. Does not surprise me that that trailer was edited by him. Not at all. Uh, yeah. the, I know this is jumping ahead in the notes, but I, I, I didn't get to see uh, all of this. I had I've had some real busy days lately. I didn't get to see all this. I did get to see the Death Stranding two trailer, mm. and all of a sudden, I got to understand. Every time somebody had a weird reaction to a Metal Gear Solid trailer, because I've been a Metal Gear Solid fan since um, since two probably is when I became a big fan. Sorry, oh, supposed hello. to be muted. I apologize. Uh, Continue on. Yeah, I've been a, I've been a fan of Metal Gear Solid since at least two, maybe even a little before that. 
And so I, you know, I drank the Kool-Aid. So when a weird Metal Gear Solid trailer came out and everybody was going, oh, it's so weird. What is what is this? This is bizarre. I don't like this. I was like, how do you not like this? This is so cool. This is so compelling. What's wrong with you? It's your fault for not liking it because this is awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't play much of Death Stranding and I don't like Death Stranding (laughs) the bit that I played. Yeah. So watching this finally gave me context for people that like aren't in the aren't in the know because i watched this and i was like this is so long (laughs) it's nine and a half minutes (laughs) this is so long and i don't like anything that i'm seeing yeah it's nine and a half minute trailer by the way george miller is in this game and he talks in it i'll play some actually i'll play it now i was gonna play it later but i'll do it now here he is some have even theorized that the tower is a sort of primordial soup that's right creator and director of the mad max films george miller Literally in this game and in the trailer. So once again, he's hiring his friends and whatever. It's fine. So this is, but this must produce some kind of conflict for you. I mean, it's George Miller in the game. I mean, I, not really. Um, it doesn't, for because it's a Kojima thing and I'm now getting used to him doing weird stuff like this. Yeah. It no longer so throws the, me. It's just like, the, oh. The smell of the Kojima overpowers the smell of Miller. Yeah, <laughs> Miller, a little basically. bit. And I love George Miller yeah. to death. And, you know, Fury Road is my But not for his movie. acting. No, no, no. His, <laughs> no. <laughs> if it was Death Stranding 2 by George Miller. Oh, my gosh, dude. Story. Holy shit. Now we're talking. Um, yeah. Maybe he'll do a film adaptation. But I have a feeling Kojima, if this ever happens to any of his IPs, it'd be him doing it. He wants to direct pretty bad, I think. And I'll tell you what, what I'd be way into a Kojima movie because I want to see some of this weird stuff in live action. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, yeah. Um, Although I will say, John, on the Metal Gear Solid front, I'm not a Metal Gear Solid enjoyer. I played the first one and liked it, and two was all right. I remember it. But like um, the Metal Gear Solid 5 trailer, I think is awesome. I didn't even play the game. I just think that trailer is phenomenal. Oh, like it stands good. on his own as an awesome ass trailer. Yeah. The Phantom Pain. Okay, so yeah. I'm not yeah. crazy when I'm like, oh, that trailer was so good. That trailer's sick. No, <laughs> that's I, like that's trailer so better good. than anything Death Stranding's ever done. Like that's a just as far as game trailers go, like that's a high mark. Oh, for it's incredible. Reason, that one's a really good trailer. It's incredible. Yeah. It's a controversial game given his, you know, what we know about behind the scenes with him and how involved he was and when and all that. But this trailer, we'll just go ahead and talk about it. Um, you got your returning uh, Daryl from Walking Dead. You got your uh, lady from last time. I didn't play that first game, so I can't really speak to the relationship there. But this time, she has... Is she the lady from the movie Bo made me watch? Um, yes, she's yes. in Crimes of the Future. That's yes. her. Because <laughs> I looked at her, I was Leia like, where did I, where did I see her recently? And then I, I was like, I think she's in that movie that Bo made me watch. Yeah, yeah. that's her. That's her. Um, she's lovely. She's also in, um, which I never finished that movie, but Wes Anderson joint. What's that movie called? Uh, uh, she has a couple of them. Hold on. Let's see. She is in. Not the most, re- not Asteroid City, but like the one before. Um, Let's see. The newspaper, the dispatch. Oh, French, French dispatch. dispatch. You're right. She's in French. She's dispatch. Simone in that. And she's very good in it. Um, I know her from. Where is it? Uh, was it Zoe? No. Well, anyway, there's some. Oh, Grand Budapest Hotel. She's also in that. She's very good in that. That might be what I'm thinking of. Anyway, she's a very interesting looking human. Um, the uh, I think this thing looks beautiful and it's weird as hell. She's got a, a collar made of hands that lights her cigarette. Uh, 
and covers her face when she's doing like doctor stuff. Um, he has a puppet that looks like a little Al Swearingen hanging from his side. Yeah. Um, and he also, they, they, he talked a bunch on Twitter later about how that puppet is uh, purposely using a really low frame rate to seem kind of robotic or whatever. And it sounds like that was a bit of a hurdle they had to get over uh, to make that look right. That all looked really interesting. There's this huge hand in this in this trailer I'm looking at right now. Um, and George Miller's doing weird shit with a stumpy hand. And uh, I, I, I don't know if this is driving me to want to play this game because I didn't play the first one and I didn't, I didn't like what I saw. It looked like a lot of walking around. It just boils down to the walking. Like, I think... Everything looks awesome. And I've played a bit of Death Stranding 1. It's like, here's the premise. You got to walk from point A to B. Yeah. And I, I just don't want to do it. I like exploring, but I just, I don't know. There's, It's just. Yeah. It's the actual core game. Everything looks, there's stuff in it. I'm like, that looks cool. But like, I just, you know. Yeah. Conceptually, know. there's some really new, neat stuff going on. This seems like similar to that. Although the craziest bit is when Troy Baker's character shows up. As he's hey, doing. he shows up straight out of our D and D campaign. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we killed him, and I stole that guitar. <laughs> yeah, Hideo's now biting my stuff. Yep, in the long, in the yep. long-standing, uh, you know, ways I've inspired modern culture. Yeah, I've now inspired Hideo. But he's so. got that amazing guitar. He fights off some. He's like it literally shoots it. magic missiles when he plays it. I'm like, it's not like some original. Well, uh, I. You know, it just literally does what the guitar we made does too. So yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm telling you, dude, Carlac, this, it's all a little Except too. He, he, he chickened out and only gave him one head. There should be three Troy Baker heads on there. <laughs> he didn't want to be too obvious about it so that he gets I mean, he, his, he wears a mask that's a face and then he takes mm-hmm. that off and there's another face. Yeah, and that's was, true. I think a face on the, on the coffin. Yeah. So, you know, he, he gets there. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw that guitar in action. I was like, nice. I got that. I know the properties of that guitar quite well. Yeah. Um, that seemed weird and I liked watching it. Um, I like I like everything about this, except I'm just worried I'll walk a lot in this game and I don't really want to do that. I could probably do like a cutscene summation on YouTube and be just as happy. And I don't think that's good. I'd rather have a game I really want to play. So maybe his upcoming espionage game will will scratch that itch i don't know i don't know i don't want to judge this because i haven't played it i have no idea right i haven't even played the first one so i can't even speak to that but i think whether or not you don't like it there's still like a lot of cool stuff going on in in the games like i i don't i'm gonna poo-poo it and i'm kind of over hideo as some visionary i don't agree Mm. but um you know i'm sure his games are interesting to people and they're definitely interesting you know they flout the norm and stuff so i'm you know i'm happy to see them and do you think part of the reason that he has the reputation cool. as a notor is because the stuff is just so weird we have no choice but to go, oh, wow, no one's doing this? Well, I mean, in terms of, like, art, it's meant to provoke something. Like, I think you look at, like, commercial entertainment, and it's like, this is meant to entertain me. But if you look at big-scale projects that are not meant to entertain you, a concept sometimes that when you think of yourself as a customer looking at entertainment property, you assume that transaction is, I need, need to be pleased. Yeah. But you can also look at it as like, there's no guarantee you need to be pleased. Like they're making a thing and how you feel about it is how you feel about it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like, it's one of those weird things. that's hard to reconcile because people are paying their money for it. But, um, for people who appreciate 
that kind of thing. And if he's producing those kinds of feelings in people, then fair enough. That's like, you know, that yeah. has its value. And yeah. he's someone that, you know, provokes people in, in interesting ways that he's got a following. So I don't, I don't, I don't hate on it. I just, I don't find it. I, I don't, I don't find his stuff that interesting, mm-hmm. <laughs> but even though I see that transaction happening with his stuff, you know what I mean? Sure. I just like, yeah. Oh, Elf! So I, I forgot to why, mention. I think that's why we say we'd watch a movie, but not play an eighty-hour video game of it. You know, right, like, right. Yeah, I would. Re- I would love to see him just make a freaking movie. He's clearly inspired by movies. He hired. He brings yeah. his friends in here. It was Del Toro was in the last game? Big director, not known for his acting so much, but there he was. So my f- my favorite work of his is the Metal Gear Solid Five trailer. I think it's fantastic. I've yeah. watched it like numerous times. I have no interest in playing the game. That's weird seeing Elf. I forgot the fanning kid was in this. She's not a kid anymore. She's like an adult woman. But anyway, mm-hmm. there you have it. Uh, Death Stranding 2 coming in 2025, they say. And you'd have to sit through all 10 minutes of the trailer to find that part out. Uh, what else? They showed off the Silent Hill uh, remake of 2 and also launched kind of stealthily the Silent Hill, the short message game on PlayStation. And I know nothing about how this plays yet, so I'm not going to given an up or down. I just don't know. It's short. It's an hour and a half. It made me think John should probably check it out being our resident evil lover. And this is apparently very resident evil like. Um, so John, you might have to try it and tell us what you think. I yeah. Don't know. Might have to check it out, but it's out there. It is supposed to just sort of be a little taste tease thing. Um, and again, it's called silent Hill. The, what is it? The short message. This is their quote. The short message is a short, <laughs> Uh, experimental free-to-play game meant to introduce newcomers to the joys of that idyllic foggy city. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yep. That sounds good to me. Sounds good to me, too. Um, there's a lot of gnashing of teeth right now, though. Nobody likes that this stuff is first person. Um, they think that's bad to just try to make, to try to turn this thing into another Resident Evil game. Um. I don't know how to feel like that. I, I can tell you that the most scary, one of the scariest things I ever did was play the first couple uh, of these back in the day. I mean, everybody was mad when resident evil decided to be first person too, you know, like that's true. You know, that's the thing. And and everybody was looking forward to silent Hills when, you know, PT revealed that it was going to be a first person thing. So, you know, I, I think just, you know, judge it for what it is. If you if you play it and you don't like that it was a first person experience, you know, there you go. If you play it and you enjoyed it, then fine too. But like this whole like Silent Hill has to be a third person thing, I don't think that's true. It, it can be whatever it, it wants to be, and whether or not that appeals to you is up to you. It says uh, so. There are some reviews up already. Let's see um, who's got a good one. Let's try GameStops. Or spot. They say, Silent Hill, the short message review. In my restless dreams, I flee that town. Okay. Uh, they like it, though. Let's see. Uh, they gave it a three and said it's terrible. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, thanks so for volunteering terrible? me for that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, it's not good. Well, let me tell you what they said. They said in their summation, the good, the music from Akira Yamakoa, however you say his name, manages to recapture the series' iconic sound. And also the monster design is solid, albeit limited for a single creature. Uh, but it's short, so they acknowledge that. Then the bad. A story that plays like a bad Silent Hill caricature. Chase sequences that feel frustratingly trial and error. Dialogue that is so on the nose that it feels allergic to subtlety. 
takes all the wrong lessons from PT and retreads the past decade of horror games with lackluster results. So this is the free one. I don't want to give it too much heat. <laughs> it's free. What? You know, like yeah, people are so entitled. They get like a free mini game and they're like, it's the worst. But if it's bad, it's free. bad, right? Like if it's, you know, I don't know. Let's see. Konami. I mean, three, three puts it in the realm of you shouldn't bother trying this. And <laughs> well, in, they in want the people most, to the try The scale is zero, six, ten, right? Like anything below six is like you should be recommending me not to play it. Yeah, that's true. And ten is like I loved it, and I tell other people. Six is like it was all right. Yeah. Um. So like they're saying like nobody play this basically. Kind of yeah. And like and now people but are everyone. Yeah. It's a beloved franchise. Everyone going to check it out and form their own opinion. Why are you even ranking this? Because it's a mini game. It's I'm assuming it's a piece of marketing. Kind of. To I see, mean, it's a standalone interest, thing, right? Or like. Because was there a box game coming after? I missed that part. Yes. Of the, yeah. Of the so the re, the remake of two is coming still, and it looks like this. Okay. So the, the prologue teasing the beginning of is the game. Is the remake of 2 in first person? I thought it was also. Let's take a look at this trailer. Because if um, that's the case, then not to completely excuse internet outrage, but at least I understand better where it's coming from. Because if you take, if you take a game that was a third person game and you make it first person mm-hmm. and call it a remake... Then I do think that there is a little bit of, uh, uh, forgive the pun, hill to stand on there. <laughs> a hill to with, die on. With your, with your anger. Uh, and I'm not saying it's totally justified, and obviously people have a tendency to take it too far, but, you know, it, part of what made Dead Space such a great remake is that it took what came before and just found ways to improve it and stay true to it. Same with Resident Evil 4 uh, remake. I think that if they were shifting it for for two, I think that could be a problem. Well, the good news is, from based on the gameplay trailer, which I just I don't know how I missed this because I watched everything they showed at the state of play. This is showing third person, so I okay, so maybe it's yeah. an option. So, like judging a its own thing for being <laughs> for being what it is, that's silly to me. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say if the if the remake changed it, then I get a bit more. Oh, so the remake's in third person. Yeah, yeah, and so so is the original though. So that that fits. Okay, but yeah, I think this, the, this little short game sucks. I guess. Yeah, and that's person. the problem, and that's why I think it's an issue for them because they're trying to make a good impression for where what's next for the franchise after all this time where there's been nothing, and if that little freebie one an hour and a half thing is not a good time, then it's just going to make everybody worry about the. Um, I'm sure they're here to get an earful. They probably won't end up doing it if a yeah. lot of people aren't. You like, also I, I, have to know that if you make a Silent Hill game that's first person, whether you want to or not, you're going to invite PT comparisons. Oh, yeah, no and way around it. Most There are people that still to this day say that PT, playable teaser, is their favorite horror game of all time. Mm-hmm. A friggin' media trailer for yeah. a completely different game mm-hmm. is people's favorite horror movie or game of all time. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and so if you're going to invite that comparison, you do have to, you know, you have to be serious about it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and again, we just read the run review. Uh, your mileage may vary. It's free. So maybe people try it and tell us what you think, but, uh, I actually kind of had high hopes for this two remake. Maybe something John and I would play on stream. 
Um, but if it's, I don't know. Now I'm a little nervous because this other thing's just getting panned. We still need to play Cyberpunk, man. When are we going to do that? I know. I have that saved. you got to experience my horror game of the year. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. I got to play that, too. Shit. Yeah, you got the thing, too, man. I forgot completely about that game. <laughs> you bought it. I played it. the main game again. <laughs> I didn't play the expansion. Yeah, I played enough to get to the save John was talking about, and you bought it, and were just you were just busy with... Um, Oh, there's BG3 a lot of stuff something. that came out around the same time. Baldur's Gate three was, yeah, I think it was a victim to Baldur's Gate. Yeah, unfortunately, that's everyone was last year. That's just the way it was. Uh, what else here? Until Dawn. Speaking of horror movies, I don't know why they won't just give everybody. Uh, what's the Born or the Souls game they want? Uh, Souls. Or, what is it? Bloodborne. Oh, Bloodborne. I don't know why they they just ignore <laughs> the <born> identity. <laughs> they seem like they just ignore fan outcry for that because that's all anyone wants, and they just keep doing. They're stuff making like, the Elden Ring X back. They're busy Bloodborne idiots. <laughs> like, come on now. That's true. You know, I don't know how they like, work. They make one game at a time, as far as I know. That's a one game at a time studio. Well, yeah, like but they remastered, want. remade, remastered uh, Souls, Soul, Demon Souls. Demon Souls. At the same time, they were making Elden Ring, so maybe people think they got more capacity than they do. I don't know. Maybe that was an easier process. I have no idea. Like, did somebody out. else handle the Demon Souls remake? Demons Souls maybe. remake. Maybe it wasn't even them. Maybe it was a different team. They right, took the code. I don't. I don't think it. I don't remember. I don't remember if it was no, them either. or not. But I thought somebody else might have handled it. Someone in the chat will look this up for us and tell us because you're part of the show chat room. Come on now. But if that's the case, I think a lot of people. Yeah, they're saying it was a different team. So I think it's it's fair to go. Hey, maybe get those people and have them do it to Bloodborne. They did a good great job with Demon Souls. Do it again, yeah. or Demon Soul, Demons Soul, Demons. Blood, blood. Souls. Bloodborne Souls. was a PS it's a, exclusive. It's a double right? plural. Demons right. like, Souls. Bloodborne was PS, like a, PS4 exclusive, correct. So this is... Co- All right. Anyway, I'm not going to say things and make people mad. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love it if that game would come to PC. They're putting so many Sony titles on PC. That's the other frustration. There's like, Sony, you can do anything with Bloodborne. You're just going to sit there? Because it's a Sony joint. Like, it was a branded... I think it was even branded PlayStation Studios, even oh, though like it was the Souls people. Kind of yeah. Thing. yeah. It's like well, what makes it less likely then because they got to get buy in. Like, From just can't decide to do it. Maybe so that's gotta why. Got to yeah. prove it. So they decided to do this Until Dawn, another horror game. Remake for PS5, Unreal Engine this time, Unreal 5 to be specific. Um, beefed up graphics, blah, blah, blah. If you're into that first game or that game at all, the Until Dawn game, you should. That game was cool. I liked it. I didn't play it, so I don't. I have no reference. It's a horror game. That's another one we can play, Scott. That's another one we can go through together. As a horror horror game that nobody bought for me, so I didn't play it. Uh, Oh, that's just a YouTube deal. Yeah, I think this is a... Hold on. Oh, shit. We got to play Elden Ring, I guess, right? Aren't I supposed to coach you in Elden Ring? Yeah. Should we wait for the... the, Does it matter that the (laughs) expansion does... Does the expansion do anything that I would You don't want... You don't feel like it's fine. I just know that. I'm like... John always gets to play these games with you. No, I'd love that. I would actually love that, but I'm also nervous that I would just suck so bad. Um, Everybody sucks so bad. That's the point. It's, yeah. You start no. off bad and then you become the champion. Then you become but remember, good. it's from software. You know, some people just have a hard time with them. So I, I don't think Scott would, but you never know. It, it might. Just, it might be fine. This I might play because I don't know. It looks really good. Um, video or uh, graphics wise, this is a big improvement um, over the PS4 game. And I don't know. People really liked it. Sounds like John did. 
It's really cool. I, I mean, I think the hardest part about it is it is kind of like an interactive movie. And while there's a lot of variance, I mean, part of the fun is that, you know, everyone can survive the game or everyone can die. Like yeah. it can go a lot of different ways depending on the choices you make. But the the fun thing is that, you know, you experience the story and you kind of create your own narrative um, and it's probably going to be different than other people's. But once you know the story, I don't think there's a lot of like going back to it. Like yeah. I look at it and I go, oh, yeah, this looks much better. This looks great. But I already know. I already know the story. I already know how it all goes down. I have a pretty clear idea of how to save everybody and and all of that. So I, that's my one concern is I don't know if it gets a lot of people to immediately want to rebuy it, but I would love to see you play through it. Cause you would be a new person experiencing it. Mm. And, uh, and that's fun. And it's got, uh, it's got, what's his name? The unpimp your auto Volkswagen guy in it. Oh, uh, uh, Peter uh, Stormare. Stormare's in it. Stormara, whatever it is. And then also the, the girl from heroes, um, uh, Hayden Planetarium or whatever her name is. Yep, Hayden Planetarium's in it. Yep. yep. She's in it's got there. the guy who was uh, secretly a Hydra agent from uh, Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. He's in there. That's right. Uh, it's got uh, the dude from. He's the dude from uh, Mr. Robot, right? Oh, uh, yeah. What's his name? Um, um, uh, the main. Why can't I think of it? You're talking about the main guy, uh, right? The main Mr. Robot. Yeah, yeah, so. Well, not Mr. Robot because that's Christian. Right, that's Chris Slater. Uh, uh, Rami Malik, Rami Malik. Yeah, yeah, he's in there. Yeah, yeah, he's in there. Yeah, he uh, he has Steve Buscemi eyes. I'm just putting that out there. Do you, you watch uh, this season yet? Do no, that I still will? haven't okay. seen that final season okay. of that show. I don't know why I haven't. Okay. I love. I'm just that an annoying show. notification in your life about that. No, so. I appreciate it. It's it's good. <laughs> Hello, have you watched the fifth season of the show? So this is the same company who made the Dark Pictures anthology and the Quarry recently. The Until yeah. Dawn people. So that's interesting. This is their this is their total history. They started. Oh no, that's not true. They did some other stuff for Sony before, but Until Dawn was like their big hit. Prior to that, they did the Vita version of Little Big Planet. They did Kill Zone HD, uh, some DLC for Little Big Planet on PS3. But this is their thing now, man. This is what they make. Oh, they made the little the little nightmares games one and two. I didn't know that. Did they? Yeah, those that's games cool. are cool. You played those. Yeah, these guys are cool. Yeah, somebody buy these games for Scott. I really want to see him play through them. I'm not gonna pay. No. I'm not going to buy him to yeah. do it, but I want to watch him play it. So if anyone's got a code, force this upon Scott. Yeah. If you got a code laying around, I'm happy to, I'm happy to get the scared. The quarry would be great. And uh, this would be great when it comes out. The quarry's got uh, 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 the T-1000 from Terminator. Uh, Robert Patrick. Yeah, I think so. One of those. I remember things, him those. being in there. One of the, He's in one of those. Maybe it's the other three trilogy ones, the. The Dark Pictures Anthology thing. Maybe there is a great inside joke in the second season of Reacher involving him. Oh, I'll we'll have to. I need, he's, I, in, uh, he's in season two of uh, of Reacher. Yeah. Uh, he, he He's in that. And uh, he's identifying aliases that they checked into a hotel under. And, you know, he, he immediately knows that one's a baseball reference. Because they say, yeah, he checked in, in under this name and Sarah Connor. And so he says, yeah, it's a baseball guy. And then he goes, well, then who's Sarah Connor? 
And uh, Robert Patrick goes, I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I like shit I love like it. that. Yeah. I'm not going to turn that down. Uh, I got to watch Reacher season two. I, you know what? We talked about that on the show where I was like, hey, is this show any good? Because the clips yeah. I've seen are not good. And you convinced me to watch it. And it is like the definition of comfort TV to me. For like, sure. It is yeah. not. It is not the show where you're like, give them all the awards right now. But boy, do I have a good time watching. It's a real good time. And I hear season two is even a better time. I've only seen season one, but I, I like think it. I preferred one. But oh, really? I, I had a I had a great time. You're like the yeah, opposite I, of most I, people. I preferred one, but all I, right. I enjoyed both of them and I look forward to a third. Let's talk about uh, Team Ninja's Rise of the Ronin. They showed that off. This looks cool. Uh I always worry about Team Ninja because it's always going to be, I don't know, almost Souls-like the way they do their games. And that's fine for it's people. It's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard. But this seems like maybe they're not aiming for that as much as they are almost, this is almost like a, a Tsushima deal. Like a more of an open world and you got to go do shit. In fact, when I first saw the video pop up, I went, wait a minute, what is this a, what is this? A sequel? to that game or something. And that's very different. That's more like a traditional open world game, but this, this seems to have a lot of those elements. There's a lot of grappling going on. There's a lot of almost assassin's creed, like traversal going on. Um, Oh, and he's flying now. Look at that. So he's got a little like Zelda kite that he can pop out and float. Anyway, this seems to be set in some ancient oh, Yokohama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Cause Yo- oh, there's a Yokohama and Yakuza and like a dragon. It's, you're the hero of Yokohama. Yeah, and look at this combat right here. This looks like, I don't know, it looks a little more strategic maybe than Ghost of Tsushima, but it looks cool. Uh, I'm trying not to compare it too much. Obviously, they're both Asian settings and stuff, but you know, maybe they're totally different. But that's my first impression. It just looks nice, nice and bloody, lots of fighting, lots of jumping around. So you're Ninja Gaiden people making a, making a cool open world deal. <laughs> Uh, what else? Metro Awakening VR, Bo, coming to the PlayStation VR 2. Yeah, that was the best surprise of the whole thing. It's apparently, I think it's made by the Arizona Sunshine developers, which I finally picked up Arizona Sunshine 2, which I've talked about. It was a great mm-hmm. little game. Yep. So I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. Unfortunately, PSVR exclusive. Oh, so yeah. Probably won't be playing it, but I love the Metro franchise. Do you play all the? Do you play the last one, the last Metro they did? Uh, no, I said on my list of games I bought and didn't play. I should play it. Exodus, right? That I haven't. Yeah, Exodus. Yeah. I played a ton of Exodus and liked it. I didn't finish it though, but that's me. Uh, uh, the vibe of those yeah. games is, you know, really good. Oh yeah, the world building's great. They're claustrophobic in kind of a really cool way. the The vibe of this, in terms of like fidelity, I'm getting like. Half-Life Alex levels of fidelity out of it. it looks real good. It looked like it has good door opening mechanics. I, I always talk about this, but one of the best things Half-Life Alex does is your ability to just push doors open, like with the nozzle of your gun, maybe, or mm-hmm. use a hand and point the gun through the doorway. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just the idea of a door, like what's behind it, you don't know. So there's a whole world opening up there. And in a video game, you press E and it opens, it pops open. That's just, it's not like a dynamic in your flat screen games. But if you were sneaking around a house full of 
eyeball sucking bugs, you know, yeah. you don't want to just press E to open the door and move into the room, right? Right. Like you want to like, you know, grab the wall, peek around the corner. That makes for some really good tense moments. You need doors to like feel good. Doors are super important in these games. Yeah. It's a funny thing to say because you want, people are like, why do you care about the door? But it's an immersion thing, right? It's like I, opening I a loot totally box. I totally agree but- and understand what Bo is saying, but it did make me laugh because it immediately made me think of the Jesus Wept community episode <laughs> where he's losing his lunch, changing yeah. the language settings or the time zone. He's like, but- oh my God, I changed the time on the clock. Yeah, like, right. whoa. But- it, it, it does make you think of that, but like think of it as a loot box where instead of... Uh, something good coming out of it, something really shitty that might scare you is going to happen. Yeah. So you want to open that box care. I mean, have you ever just like, I don't know, like been scared in a house and opened the door carefully yeah, just, all the time. You know, like that's, it's, it's a whole thing. <laughs> like, time. it's well, you know, <laughs> every like, day uh, uh, you, you, you hear a noise in the house and your wife's like, I think someone's in the house and you're like, shit. Yeah. I got to get my baseball bat and I got to slowly, you know, and there's nobody there. Yeah. But you don't know, and you want to be prepared, so you're not like barreling down the door. Press E to interact with the stairs, and just do 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 down the stairs like you. No, I 100% get what you're, yeah. you know, what so, you're saying. I, I'm, I'm being sarcastic because it just does, it does sound funny. But I get what you mean. Like when you are in that space, all of a sudden, this thing that is trivial becomes more yeah. interesting because it's more dynamic. You know, like, yeah. And in, I, I get in Half Life, it, but in it does sound funny. Like mm-hmm. the, the head crabs do also jump at you, like so that you see their ugly mouths going onto your. Like it has that you get that fight or flight when they jump at you. So I really want to see them first. Yeah. <laughs> there isn't anything worse than those head crabs spotting you first and jumping at you. <laughs> it, I don't even like awful. that in the original ugly game in a 2D mode in 800 it is, by 600. It is 100x worse in VR. It's Ugh. terrifying. And you know what? They're programmed to actually move kind of slow. Like, if you were to play Half-Life Alex on flat screen and see how derpy they are, you'd be like, oh, they really No big deal. Yeah. But yeah. In, in VR, you're like, this is enough. Yeah. This is good. Like, yeah. this, this, I don't mind that you've, you've, you've slowed things down a bit because it's horrifying when they jump at you. Yeah. It's just funny so. how they have to do it different for the language of VR is just so different. And part of that is if you want real immersion, do things like doors that open with the muzzle of your gun or slowly with your hand or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a better experience. In 2D, we don't care. It's not a big yeah. deal. Got, uh, there's another great mechanic too with coughing. Um, and then sorry to tangent into VR land, but also there's a there's a level where you can cough if spores get in your face, so you have to hold your controller up to your mouth to block it. This is in Metro or in uh, Half Life Alex? Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, just like mechanics you will never use in flat screen games that are a thing in Half Life Alex only because yeah. that game is a work of genius. And you know, like one of them is. Making sure you don't cough to alert the monsters. Mm. Uh, um, I just wish more games in VR were more thoughtful about great mechanics like that. Anyways, Metro, I'm rooting for you. Please come to Oculus yeah. or Steam VR, please. Thank you. I bet they do. They all, this stuff can't stay there. They didn't sell enough PSVR twos, and yeah, I think that, I, I hope think, so. Yeah, I mean, it's like they put their stuff on PC now. I think they kind of need to. Uh, last big one is this Ken Levine. Ken Levine's got a new game. Mr. Bioshock himself, uh, is working on a new game called Judas. And I think it looks pretty rad until I saw the combat. And it's not that it's bad. It's that it immediately looks Bioshocky to me. 
like to me, there's just you could have told me this was a Bioshock uh, expansion that they just decided to wait all these years to put out. And I would have believed you. Um, there's something about all his games that kind of look the same. I can't put my finger on it. But um, anyway, this looks interesting. And uh, it takes kind of the well, it goes into a really interesting paranoid place, as best I can tell from the story, where nobody nobody's actions are their own. So it's kind of playing with some of that philosophy about determinism versus, you know, destiny, that sort of thing. But the idea is that everything you've ever said, done, decided to do, whatever, were all planted in you at some point, like a like a weed. And you doing the action that you finally took was the weed growing to full adulthood. And, and I, they don't say much else besides that. But it seems fascinating. Um, a, a control the populace kind of idea. And it looks like some hacker girls figured out a way to reach in and find you. So there's a little matrix there. Um, but as soon as the fighting starts, I'm just like, oh, is this Bioshock Infinite? What are we doing? It's like it's like rusty Matrix because even has the architect's wall of screens. Yeah, yeah, there is definitely a Matrix vibe going on that I noticed right away. Um, but look at this fighting. Like, oh, this one right here is where a bunch of fists hit things. Hold on. Uh, okay, here we go. That's gun. The way the world moves. I mean, I don't know if I should expect anything else, but I just feel like I'm watching a Bioshock game, and that's fine. That's probably I mean, what people I, want. When I watched this, my feeling was kind of wanted to hate on it, but I was like, oh, it's kind of undeniably cool. Like, I'm just, you know, there's a lot of neat things in this. Uh, the animation's sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the bullet storm grappling hook, I think, <laughs> at one point I noticed. Yeah. You know, it. there's, yeah, it, it's definitely interesting. It definitely looks like an interesting title. Is this an exclusive? No. Um, it is... My understanding is it's not exclusive. It'll be on PC at the same time, but it may be timed for PlayStation. And that's based on an article. Yeah, it looks cool. Ken Levine's a cool dude. I like his stuff. I'm rooting for this one. It looks pretty sweet, but yeah. Uh, Any thoughts on that one, John? Is that a game you'd play? You you like Bioshock, right? Yeah, I like like the Bioshock games. I'd probably check it out. Yeah, that's cool. I won't say that, you know, like... Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite like immediately sold me on the world where I was like, oh, I have to go experience that. This one didn't have that effect on me, but um, it does look interesting. Um, real quick, I wanted speaking of Bioshock, you know, you're always it was one of those earliest examples of a game where you're finding a lot of audio. What do they call them in a game? Uh, audio audio logs. Audio logs. Oh, yeah. um, I want to read you something that sounds like an audio log from Bioshock, but is real. Okay. So check this out if I can find it. Um, hold on. Uh, is it here? It's not here. Uh, here it is. I found it. Okay. Oh, no. This isn't the actual quote. I need the quote. It's CBS News. Hold on. All right. While you're looking for that, I have breaking. I have, I have an update. An Bre- addendum to break Metro. It. Break it. Metro Awakening. There is a thank you to the listener or viewer, uh, Beelzebub13. Metro Awakening is on the Steam store. Oh. There's a page. So okay. coming to Steam. That's awesome. Hell yeah. What that tells me is, like usual, these console makers, Microsoft does it too. They get up and they make a thing seem very exclusive, but they aren't exactly, you know. Yep. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. All right, here's what it was. This was a post on X by Elon Musk himself. He typed this, but this sounds like something I'd read in bi- or hear in Bioshock in an audio log. Can you put old timey music behind it? So oh, it seems gosh. like yes. Uh, I have the chef. That is not it. Hold on. That's not it. No. <laughs> the Mandalorian. Uh, why can't I find something like that? I'll just I'll just add. Like, just for you. find a big band version of like uh, somewhere oh. under the sea. Uh, under the sea, but that's not it. Better. I can't find oh. space. No, gosh, the Venga bus is coming. We're getting on the <laughs> yeah, bus. Yeah, get the get the Venga boys the in bus. there. Congrats, no. the Venga boys. Hold on. No, no. All right, I yeah, just a- Spotify big band like twenties band. Yeah, but then we get like then that. YouTube kills the video or demonetizes us or blocks us or something if i play yeah, yeah, actual okay. stuff free use 20s band it's all right here we 20s. go like you here gotta we go. be allowed to use we're gonna do this in real time this is fun so we're gonna say free use no copyright um whoops copyright <laughs> 20s music okay we're gonna wing this okay here we go yeah all right let me get this oh it's perfect Oh, this is great. Yeah, this is great. So this is playing, and then you pick up this audio log, and it says, The first human received an implant from Neuralink yesterday and is recovering well. Initial results show promising neuron spike detection. That sounds like some bullshit in Bioshock to me. That does sound like a Bioshock. You know what? We didn't even need the 20s music. Not really, but I like it. I just that it was perfect. This is cornball. Let me turn it up. I want to know a girl. Do 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 do. I'm singing. All right, moving on. Oh, a couple of quickies. These are just small stuff. V Rising is a PS5 console exclusive. Uh, at least for now, it's probably timed also, but that's happening. Uh, they had a whole bunch of new Sonic stuff. Sonic fans, please calm down. I realize you wanted us to talk in detail. They're just more Sonic games, and it's fine. They're bringing Shadow the Hedgehog back, and they're doing it with the the, the big 3D version of the game that came out last year. I forgot the name of. They're doing all that. That's fine. Be careful when you say doing it to Sonic fans. Get them <laughs> overstimulated. I know. I have to be careful, but they'll be happy to know I'm playing Super or I'm playing Sonic. Uh, Oh, what's the? There's a Sonic game that everyone loves that's recent that is done all in the Sonic CD. No, more more, Sega CD. More recent. It's called Sonic, not Colors, not the one that came out this year or last year with the 3D stuff. I'm talking like 16-bit graphics. Sonic 
spaces or self frontier. No, that's the 3D one. Frontier Two is this Sonic Mania. Sonic. That's it, Mania. Okay. I'm playing that right now. So I'm just saying I'm not. We're not skipping over Sonic because we don't like it. It's just it looks like more Sonic stuff. Plus, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Oh baby, don't get me started. (laughs) I did love that game back in the day. It was fun. It was fun. It was good. Um, Also, watching this made me reminded me that I don't know about Hell Divers Two yet. I can't tell if I'm going to care about that game, but it seems kind of neat. So. It looks both cool and janky at the same time. Yeah. It's not a deal breaker. Just, you know, <laughs> there's, a, there's a sort of stiffness to some of the animations. Yeah. I just don't know. I want to, I want to believe because I kind of liked the top down Helldivers one. This is a third person behind the shoulder thing and it really goes all in, but it looks kind of like another looter shooter and uh, kind of tired of those. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Yeah, sure. That's it for uh, what Sony did. And I thought it was overall pretty good. It's some good stuff in there. Look good. As good as Microsoft's was. So they're uh they're both starting off pretty strong, I think. Even though everyone's laying everybody off right now. Well done, industry. Well done. Now this. The games we played this week. We spent some more time sharing each other's uh high seas adventure in the video game called Sea of Thieves. We played on Tuesday. And uh, we played for three, three and a half hours, something like that. Had a total blast. At one point, Bo set off a powder keg inside of our ship and exploded all of us and killed us. Well, that's because so. I was copying John. Because John left us. John did the more <laughs> clever thing where he captured a snake and left it behind mm-hmm. the wheel of the boat. And oh, he waited right. for you to go steer the ship. And then it was spitting at you. And you're like, what the hell? I watched him do the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't say anything. I let him do his rascally ways. <laughs> and then and then I put an explosive barrel there and I got impatient and shot it because, you know, it, <laughs> just, you were both in the same area. And I was like, okay, yep. this will be funny. And I didn't see it coming at all. It just took me by surprise. I was suddenly dead. Uh, but it all worked out. We had a blast as usual. What is great about this particular run, though, is, you know, now that we kind of know what we're doing, um, we were just going to go like lemming our lemmings ourselves into a fort and just die. You know, like we didn't really care because it was time to end the game. And instead we ended up clearing out that fort, finding a bunch of rad uh, loot and then finding even more of it because we were patient enough to find these keys that ended up being some of the most fun I've had since like, I don't know. Wow. Dungeon running when it was, when I cared about that. Um, that was super fun. I really, really yeah, had a Yeah, it was a, a great time. Yeah. It was really, really fun. I I really enjoy Sea of Thieves. I feel like they need to sell their water tech to every video game in existence. I like here's the biggest hurdle that any video game that's gonna put you on a boat is gonna have yeah. is that the water I'm going to compare to Sea of Thieves. And yeah. if you can't stand toe to toe with it. We have a problem. Yeah. Like I love sailing in the ocean in this game because the ocean and all of that just looks so good. Yeah. So, so good. It's really amazing. It's also, it's also like a key mechanic. Like water is usually this place that the game simulation has to put in and they give you a swim animation. Maybe you can dive, but this is on a whole other level, right? Like you, you bounce, there's big waves, it moves the ship, there's storms. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's mermaids in the water. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and sharks that bite your butt. And sure. 
the wind sharks affects are dicks. where the water's, which direction the water's flowing in and stuff. I feel like it's not since. So the last time I was that impressed with water dynamics, not just the way they looked, but the way they felt and moved and created gameplay opportunity was Wave Race on the N64. That's the last time I was yeah, like, whoa. Wave Race is awesome. Right. But remember, like, it was like, oh, that's amazing. You know, I couldn't believe it. This is that level of like, wow, the water is a character in this game. Like, the water freaking matters. It's a five-year-old game now, but the water is incredible. I agree with John. Yeah. It's a really fun game. We we ended up doing a, a dynamic event with a skeleton creature guy. He was a dick. Um, you know, just a good time. Well, it just you, I guess you picked a quest, and it just so happened to be on the same island as the giant tornado, which was nice because that doesn't always happen. Yeah. I said, first time I've ever seen that happen, like the actual – there's a number of map – I don't want to say callouts, but like signifiers or you know markers that are like events, like the skull cloud and, um, and this red tornado. Several thing. other plumes that can pop, that can crop up, and the red tornado is one of them. And they just so happen to be on the same island, so we got to fight the guy. Yeah, great. And if you guys are listening, who you feel like you're directionally challenged, this game can be frustrating. Um, when I get to the, yeah. when I look at that map and go, okay, well, there's the mark on the map where this treasure is. Getting oriented as to where I'm facing it versus where the map says I'm facing it, even though I'm facing north, the map's going south. Like, I get really turned around. Um, well, that's a me no, thing. There's no mini maps or iPhones in pirate times, nope. so the game's like simulating that uh, to some extent. Like, you have to find you have to find things the way they had to find things with the map with the next on it. Yep. And then even then you got to dig around all over the place and you might get lucky. You might not. John taught us. At least that if the you, maps are argu- arguably well rendered, you know, at least they have Photoshop and pirate times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Photoshop. Yeah. No life. And the interactive table, you know, that's all very, uh, modern the way that table moves and all that. Right. Yeah. Stuff it's like moves. a giant LCD screen basically. Yeah. That game's great though. I, I look forward to more of that game, uh, in the future. We will, we will surely yeah, see I it. mean, I, th- I don't think we had, did we have a big PvP thing this one, or did we actually just get shit done? No, we week? were on safer seas, so we, oh, okay. we just got so, treasure and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Went well, yeah, though. Well, it's good to do that stuff to like learn the mechanics and learn the stuff. Like I think, again, one of the issues with the game, which they've addressed with the safer seas, is you kind of have to learn while also getting you know picked on. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's, it can be kind of frustrating, I think, when that happens. Yeah. It's not as fun when that goes down, but... It's very good, and if you haven't tried it before, you really should, especially if you have Game Pass or some quick way to get it. It's also on sale right now for 20 bucks on Steam, so check it out. Uh, all right, let's move on to... Oh, you both played Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, everybody but me. Yeah, that's pretty much all I oh, did. This yeah, week. I, I, I have a couple other games, but I'm not going to lie. Like, in the... I uh, graph of my game time. They are little slivers by comparison. Mm. Did you? We'll start with you, John. Did, uh, I, do you know how far you are? Are you having the time of your life? Like, what's going on? I think I'm on chapter six, maybe chapter seven. I don't know, somewhere in there, in in that area. And uh, you know, I there. I kept joking that like, no, I'm ready for more. I'm ready for more. But there was a part of me that was like, am I going to be burned out? on this franchise a little bit, having mm. just marathoned Yakuza like a dragon and then like a dragon Gaiden. Yeah. Um, 
But nope. you're playing this one. Pro- you're playing this one properly. This I'm time. playing this one mostly proper. Although I am still, I, I will say this game does keep trying to get me to go do side activities, and I want to. Like I'm into it. That's but the I am so <laughs> into this story. I'm having a hard time spending a lot of time in those side activities because. I am just having such a good time with this story. It's really, really good. Um, I, I'm, you know, you just get caught up in them, whether it's the main story or even the side stories continue to be compelling. Like, it's just a game that, you know, could be very violent, but then just suddenly has the biggest heart in the whole world. And like, the game makes me feel good playing it too. Like, it's about all these, like, you know, middle-aged men running around pretending to be heroes. I mean, first of all, it's not often, uh, my understanding at least, you know, as an American, this might be a very ignorant understanding, but this is what I have heard, is that it is not super common in uh, in Japan to make middle-aged men or middle-aged people in general your protagonists. Usually you see more younger uh, you know, kids or, you know, e- even just youthful heroes. And these these guys are in their 40s and they remind you they're in their 40s constantly. Well, Adachi, I think, is in his 60s. <laughs> yeah, Adachi's even older, but they yeah. they they let you know that you are not playing a bunch of uh, a bunch of young bucks running around, but they're still trying to be heroes. They're still trying to do the right thing. And uh, it's just so fun to watch. Um and the setting change has been great. There's been a couple swerves in the story that I didn't see coming, although there was one that I accidentally, by just trying to do a ton of stuff in the game, it's not a major spoiler, but I I noticed it. I'm pretty sure Bo is past this. Do you, do you think you're I'm further than me? I'm on chapter seven. I'm on chapter seven, mm-hmm. and uh, I just... Uh, I guess like Kiryu is not my party anymore. <laughs> that yeah. sounds super dire. Sometimes you say a thing that sounds more like a spoiler. Well, I'm not spoiling anything. Kiryu is not my party currently. So are you okay. at that point? So, yeah. So um, I kind of spoiled that this was uh, this was going to be a direction because, you know, your party in these games, I'll speak kind of broadly, fluctuates. People join. Um, in the last one, there was a huge section of the game where a party member leaves and you get new party members to take the place. And then, you know, they're not there. Then somebody else comes back. So it's not uncommon for people to leave and rejoin your party and, and various things to happen. But there was a point where my party got bigger. And I was like, all right, well, let's let's get our social links up. Let's be friends. And I was having the hardest time social linking with one of the characters. I was like, I can't up my social link with one character. Why? And then the game, I, I was like, something has to happen. And then the game was like, yeah, something happened. So <laughs> it wasn't a major spoiler. It's not anything. Even if I said it, people would be like, oh, that's not even a big spoiler. But I'll talk around it a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, like it was a minor thing. But I really do like the direction they're going with it. And the things you can do and the new setting is great. You know, you get to see a lot of the old setting too, which felt good um, to be there. And uh, just seeing this cast of characters again is awesome. Like I I don't, 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, just, I don't I have too much it. more to say, except uh, like the last thing I just want to say about this game is the combat system. I cannot overstate how much improved it is over the last one. Like it is actually a joy to do combat, but then they've even put in quality of life. Like I got to a point where I was now stronger than most of the random enemies walking around and you can just hit a button and you basically, the fight starts, your character runs over, hits them one time and they finish the fight for you. It's, it just trivializes it and you don't have to go through the whole rigmarole smackdown. of it. Mm. Yeah. It's just called the smackdown. You just automatically win the fight and, and move forward. So, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just jokingly saying there's a right way to play it. I don't want it to be like a serious thing, but there is, there is a point because um, I haven't gotten any further. Because now that I'm at chapter seven, I'm like, it's time to explore Honolulu. Mm. So I've uh, S tiered all the uh, Uber Eats missions. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, uh, uh, what a crazy, a crazy delivery. Where basically, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy del- taxi mini you, you, game. You, yeah. you can't just deliver on a bike. You got to do stupid, crazy tricks, and it goes crazy delivery, super crazy delivery, crazy oh, delivery. They can do that because so, they own the same. <laughs> the, the yeah, crazy the taxi. guy who gives you the quest is literally the guy from the crazy taxi box. Shut Sorry, up, the guy dude. with the green hair and the yellow shirt. Yeah, yeah, and all of that. Um, yeah his name is him. um, his name. Is, uh, sh- oh, I forget. Um, it's, I, that's amazing. Uh, Raphael, it's uh, uh Michelangelo, like Michelangelo, Leonardo, Donatello. Uh, I don't know. Oh, it's Charlie. His name's Charlie, and um, you you can get him as a pound mate. So if you <laughs> reach a certain tier with him, so he's uh, and pound mates are like your phone summons. You, it's a service that you call and you, you get. You I'd like to order a pound mate, and they come and help pound the enemies for you. Mm. Um. Uh, and he brings his bicycle, but yes, I've, I've S tiered all four courses of, um, is that, uh, is that crazy is, delivery? Is that the area where you start doing the animal crossing style stuff? Or is that later? Um, well, no, I'm getting to that. It's just um, in the main I'm, area. That so you it's do called Dondaku, Dondaku Island. Okay. Or Dondaku Island. And it's at a point where you, um, you had, <laughs> someone needs to edit a viral video for you. Basically. I'm not going to explain more than that. You, you, you like, you have some time, some downtime while someone edits your viral video. All right. And, uh, you end up falling asleep on the beach and getting whisked away to Dundaku Island where, um, these pirates who uh, have to pollute, uh, you know, are driven to pollute. They want to dump their stuff there, ruin this resort. And your mission is to fight back against the pirates and help build the resort up Stardew Valley style. I have completed the Dundaku Island as well. I've done, I've got all five S tier hotels. I've pretty much maxed oh out the thing. So I'm like, I'm done with the, that activity. It will take some time to get through. I basically streamed a lot of it. It was, I think I spent 10 hours on resource resort management. Um, because it is a minier version of the actual game. You're, you know, I could go and spend more time there, but I pretty much mined out the main story. And as I earned a total of $500,000 doing that. So I bring that back into the main game and I bought a bunch of consumables and item upgrades and stuff like that. So it can be worth your, the main mini games generally are a good cash injection into the main game. Although I've done mine, I think I did mine a bit early in the story, but it's still good to get some of those to get access to some gear and stuff like that. But it depends how much time you want to spend. Right. It's a lot. Yeah. It's an extra 10 to 20 hours in a game about something different with a different activity where all of a sudden I'm just playing Stardew Valley uh, or Animal Crossing for a good chunk of time. 
Wow. Um, so yeah, so I've done that, and now I'm working on my Sujimons. So I'm a, I'm a ah, tier two. I've, I've beaten I've beaten the first of the discrete four. So every Yakuza game there, on one of the side missions, there's a four boss of to beat, and this one's the discrete four. And then there's usually a fifth overlord that finishes up the the, the side thing. So I've gotten, I think I only have 50 of the 300 Sujimon, but I'm probably getting all this. I'm probably going to collect them all. Um, yeah, so that's, I've, been, I've been going pretty ham on collecting, but not training. Yeah, so yeah. I haven't done so the, like, the combat stuff, but I've been going pretty heavy on I assume catching so them. Th- that's probably a Pokemon-style turn-based combat, I assume, with those things? Yeah, Pokemon-style turn-based combat, except it's perverts instead of Pokemon. <laughs> They're not like all even, perverts. There's even a gotcha. Like, mm. you, can, you can buy gotcha tickets. Like you can get tickets to, to, to do gotcha. It's like yeah, there's gotcha tickets basically for Pokemon, too. Good and Lord. When, you, when you do the gotcha, the animation, because you know gotcha has like a sick animation when you open it. Yeah. This one, it's like prisoners with like masks on their head, handcuffed and chained up. And the reveal of what's in it is they take off the mat. They're, prison, they're like U.S. <laughs> prison out of jail because they're perverts. <laughs> wow, it's so good. And they're real weird looking. Some of these guys, like they're they're literal. Like it's literally a pervert collector. Um, yeah, the way so. you catch them is great too, because like they don't have uh, pokeballs or anything like that. Basically, what it is is after you beat them, you can talk to them. And you give them a gift. It looks like a little box of chocolates. And you yeah. hand it to them. And then you basically just plead with them over nonstop. Like, join. Come on. Come on. Just work with me. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Just join us. It's fine. I'm sorry I hit you. Like, just join me. And then they, they either accept the gift and become your loyal companion or they reject the gift and kick it to the side yeah. angrily. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's like, that's another major mini game. The other one, John, have you tried mismatch yet? I love mismatch. It is the cringiest thing on the planet, but I yeah. absolutely find it hysterical. Yeah. So mi- mismatch is basically this game's dating simulator, except this one is where Ichiban has to do it via text. Uh, but f- before you do that, you have to buy a subscription pass, fifty dollars. <laughs> and then in order to transactions, yeah. fake microtransactions yeah. in this game. Wow. In, in order to chat with people, you have to buy gems to like spend to get premium matches. And I gotta say, and then when you send a text, then you have like an input mini game to put like X A X A Y Y B Y B you know, whatever before the timer runs out or else you flub it. And then choosing the right text message is also important. I want to say I've gotten two solid matches. And the first one was a guy who loved video game RPGs. Well, it was a guy. Yep, That's what I that, got that, that was. I got, got that guy. guy. Yep. I got I the like, fat He's guy. A, he loves games and staying in. He seems like a cool lady. And then it's a big 300-pound dude. And each of like, oh, no. <laughs> and the second time I played, it was a cosplayer who was like had a pretty vivacious personality. And we seemed to hit it off. And then I went to go on a date with her. And it turns out it was a chicken. <laughs> so like real tender and, and was yeah. like shit i thought i had a match with the damn chicken so i've done i've i got the fat guy i got the so you know the mascot for the aloha travel whatever what's his name aloha or whatever his name is the, is it one of those the weird mascot the looking weird guys? Palm tree mascot guy, but oh, what's his name? I've seen the picture. Al- Aloe, yeah. Aloe, yeah. What's his name? Palm tree mascot. 
Yeah, where you change your job in this game. Oh, the banana looking guy, like Aloe Happy. Aloe Happy. Aloe Happy, I got matched with. So Ichiban opened the door and it was Aloe Happy. (laughs) Who I believe is voiced by Sam Regal. And it's fantastic. Like, Sam usually is this high energy, like super upbeat guy. Aloe Happy is this creepy ass mascot. And he's just like, hi. (laughs) <laughs> yeah happy <laughs> like it's just so weird yeah, I didn't realize but it was Sam Regal I did get one legitimate date and honestly the legitimate dates are creepier than the uh, oh, of course the, for the, sure because it is real life people once again wearing not mm-hmm. a lot of clothes talking to you about how happy they are you're I mean, on it's, a date. it's already cringy because at various stages like your milestones before you get the date is hot pick you got a hot you're like yeah and each one's like yeah i got a hot pick and it's like some weird picture of cleavage or legs <laughs> like it's just <laughs> yeah a picture of a thigh and ichiban text back oh my god thank you for sending me a picture of your thigh like it's so uh, weird anyways this i love it is awesome. I, I just love yeah. it though it's so stupid and it's so funny yeah, the best i've done is a chicken so well, you right. can do uh, worse. but that's it, that's can... that to me that's everyone's gonna vary. But when I say I like Yakuza games, I have a hard time recommending them because part of the game is really dramatic opening, and then at halfway to two thirds, stop, stop DPS, stop campaign. You're now playing ridiculous mini games for mm-hmm. forty hours. Yep. To get the proper, ex- authentic experience, the tourism. I'm also trying to max out my friends on Aloha Links, yeah, social media doing. network. I'm friends with um, a lot of dogs. I'm pretty happy. No, no, about I do that. everything. Like whenever when I play these games, I max out all the mini games. I just don't do shogi and mahjong. That's it. Screw those. Those games. are the ones you hate. Are you, and yeah, gambling, you don't really got to do. I don't do, like the gambling. Stupid too. Po- it's a poker. Play the slowest poker ever designed. Like you know, like. It's, Wait, did you say you play but, the? Did you do the karaoke or no? Yeah, I do karaoke, but okay. only just like a couple. Like, because usually you go down the activity list, and like I'll usually complete the activity list that the game gives you, except for Shogi and Mahjong. And, I don't um, do the karaoke. Like, I would love to dynamically do the karaoke just when I feel like it, but I don't like it in English. I think it's better in Japanese. So I think at some point I'm going to switch the language, load it up. And do the Japanese karaoke. It's definitely better in Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It absolutely is. That requires a restart, right? In that game, because they do different lip syncing, I think. For, yeah, it does. You know, yeah. Which I, I respect that. It's cool, because I the English guys look like they're talking in English, and in Japanese they don't. It's a little annoying you have to get out, though. I kind of wish you didn't have to. I wish that was dynamic. Well, Bo and I both agreed we wish we could just set Kiryu's voice to Japanese. <laughs> everybody everybody yeah, else in English yeah. and just Kiryu in Japanese. I, I want one. that option. I want Kiryu just to speak in Japanese. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. Sounds like the game's rad. You guys are uh, as glowing as any opinions I've heard. You'll probably be talking about it next week, too. I'm only yeah. halfway. so yeah. I'm not interested it. in... I'm not that interested in playing. Like, I've played other games that I liked, but the only game I want to sit down and play every night is that. So, wow. That's high praise. It's the only, it's the only one on my oh, radar by the for way, a little while. Mm. You should, we should share our favorite moves that we got so far. So far, my favorite move is uh, Eric Tomizawa has in his cabbie, his baseline role. He has one move where he just takes his toolbox and throws his tools at people. 
it makes me laugh every time. Like they're all dumb moves, but for some reason, I'm like, that would really hurt if I just took my toolbox with wrenches and hammers and just railed it at someone. It would really hurt. And I just I laugh every time he throws his toolbox at people. It sounds like a rip torn, uh, dodgeball rip torn uh, um, type thing. Kind of. Yeah. It's like very chaotic. It's an AOE uh, mm. because it goes everywhere. But yeah, that's great. He has one as well where he just dumps water on people and then just starts scrubbing the water with oh, a brush. Oh, soap down. Soap yeah, down. Yeah, and I just think that that's the funniest move in the world that you just dump water on somebody and then you just scrub them real good with a brush and that's considered an attack. But I will say, I think one of the coolest things in this game, and I think it's only for uh, Kiryu, um, and I think it's only if you do his one particular fighting style, he will get certain custom moves that he can do in some situations. So, like, if you're near a car, Beast it'll dance. just cut to an animation of him, like, shoving their face against the side of the car and then kicking it. Yeah, and it's, like, Beast real <laughs> it's real brutal. But my favorite is I got in a fight on a bridge, and Kiryu went to do an attack, and he just picked the guy up and flung him off the bridge. Wow. Like, he's out of the fight. He's gone. He's done. And yeah, it was the best. Yeah. Kiryu fighting is like savage. You've got a taste of that from the Yakuza games we played, right? So, yeah. Yeah, he like... The other a lot of the the violence is pretty cutesy, but when you play like the Kiryu games, he's just like old school Yakuza, brutally violent, like just smash your head into walls type stuff. It's cool. Yeah. That's great. That game sounds right. It's, it's good. It's yep. good game. Everyone go buy Infinite Wealth with your infinite wealth. Uh, okay. Uh, these are some of the games I played this week on my own. I played a game recommended by a listener in our in our uh, community named Tweep. You guys seen Tweep around? He's always around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tweepy Tweep. Tweep reached out to me on Discord and said, dude, you got to check out this game called Lil Guardsman. Which I'm I went. looking at this because I thought the art looked really good. Yeah, the art's very cool. Um, I'll bring up some video in a second. But basically, it is uh, Monkey Island at times and Papers, Please at times. Which oh, nice. may sound like a very strange combo, but it actually works out really well. And he was right. I find it delightful. People, people on Steam really like it. It's reviewing well. Like It's being received really well. Um, but I didn't even know this was a thing. And the, the basis of it is you play this girl who uh, does work for her dad one day at the guard station in this fantasy. It's a fantasy realm, but there's lots of technology in it, too. A lot of cassette futurism in it. Um, but your job is to, you know, a wizard's coming to speak at a conference and he has to go through the gate to do it. And you have to question him and you have these tools like you can, you know, if he claims he has no metal on him, you can use a tool that will check for metal detection. And so if he's lying, you can deny his, his entry. Um, so think, you know, papers please, but without the dark, you know, political implications. Um, it's a lot more, you know, happy and smiley and stuff. And uh, it's all voiced as a really great cast of voice actors. And uh, I don't think this is the kind of game they're going to have like an unlimited or an endless mode in the end of it all, because everything so far feels very tied to a story that I want to pursue. And the Ghostbusters are in this. And you kind of end up being, it's kind of Groundhog Day. Um, You keep having to go and do a day's work at the thing again every day for some reason. It just keeps resetting. I don't want to get into why because it's a spoiler. But there's a whole story around that. 
And the basic gameplay is a really, really fun loop of, of trying to suss out and be a detective about what's going on there at the border and also just unraveling the mystery as you check around town when you're doing the more kind of um, adventure point-and-click style stuff. Uh, it's very cool. It's 17 bucks on Steam. It just came out, and I really like it. So tweet big, big ups to you for, uh, for the recommendation. Um, also, with all this Pal World talk, I kind of got in the mood for like, hey, I want to capture some stuff. I don't really want to buy Pal World, but I want to capture some monsters and train them. And I remembered about like a dragon infinite. Well, no. so I played that. <laughs> no, uh, I, th- I remembered that I loved monster sanctuary when it first hit and I hadn't gone back in a while. Um, I think I played it on game pass originally, but I had it on steam and forgotten. I'd bought it there, but I bought it on sale because I was like, I really like this game. I'm going to play it more. And it's probably perfect on steam deck. Turns out it is. So I would return to it, started a new run of monster sanctuary. And I've mentioned this game before, but it's a it really sucked me in this time. Um, I think it's awesome. It does away with stuff I hate about the Pokemon style combat and collection stuff, and does a lot of quality of life things. Like when the fight's over, your your characters heal. They just heal. You don't have to have special shit to make them heal. They make up for that gameplay in other ways. They do. You know, the game's basically a Metroidvania mushed together with a with a creature combat capture thing. And I think, I think monster sanctuary is freaking rad. So that's the thing I played. And then all this little guardsman stuff just got me in the mood to finally crack open, which I bought it forever ago, but finally crack open Phoenix, Wright Ace attorney trilogy. Hell yes. Hell yeah, dude. I know you're a fan, John. So I was excited to bring this one up. This is a game that I played. I played the first game back in the day on the GBA. And I, or maybe it was DS. I can't remember which one I played, but it was, I loved it. Loved that game. Just loved it. And this is those first original three games in a trilogy, uh, remastered, widescreen, all that. Uh, also 100% Steam Deck compatible. This has become, this and Monster Sanctuary have become my bedtime game. And I have been playing the hell out of Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. I'm still in the first game, but I'm getting pretty far. And, uh, it's Man, so good. they're so good. It's so, so good. They're so good because I, I don't like visual novels. Not my kind of game. The visual novel genre in gaming, I should say. I like comic books. I'm not talking about those. Um, I don't like date sent, dating sims. I don't like any of those kinds of things. This contains a ton of that stuff, that DNA, and a lot of it, you could even say Ace, Ace or uh, Phoenix Wright kind of inspired a lot of that genre, genre later on. Um. But this is different, and and just the investigation stuff, and how goofy and and effed up the court proceedings are, because they don't really work the way they show them in the game. Obviously, this is not an accurate representation of the legal system in any country. But it is so fun trying to suss out what's what, realize you have something in evidence that you can use as an objection, and just cream a dude because you nailed it, and. Also, the times where you screw up, you're sure you had the solution and you didn't, and then you take a hit point or whatever off that little bar. It's just a rad concept. It's one of my favorite things Capcom ever did, and uh, I'm enjoying that a lot. There's also, I guess, a new trilogy that came out this month yeah. that, that I want to see. So I want to do this first, and then I want to go check that out. Uh, I love them, though. They're so good. They're, so, they're just fantastic. Also a little sexist in a bunch of ways. Sometimes, yeah. You get a little bit of that. I mean, it was a long time ago, and I don't know. 
some of the stuff, some of the stuff would be different if they made it today. I don't know how the new one is. The new one's getting good reviews, but I have zero idea if they've expanded on the gameplay. It seems like I it's mean, more maybe. animated. It's also a, it's also a Japanese game. Different different values, different culture. Sure, like, you got to know what you're getting into when you get into those. Yep. But if you never touch those and you like investigating things, maybe you liked La Noir. Maybe you liked uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another game where you do that sort of stuff. Any of the Sherlock point and click games, those sorts of things. This is kind of that. But yeah, they're the, just so crazy. I mean, yeah. there's something about there's something about the way um, Japanese video games tell stories that somehow walk that line of being grounded, but so over the top in a like in a fun way mm-hmm. that I just really like. And this does that so much, where it's just like this is ridiculous. And if you examine it, it is 100% ridiculous, but it does it with such earnest effort that you totally accept it and buy into the world that you're in. And uh, it, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's really enjoyable. Yeah, very, very fun stuff. The only complaint I had, if I had one at all, is that the the old pixelated graphics of the original games when they came out were were really, really great, like really fun, but also just trapped in that era of what we could do. These take the same scenes, characters, moments, whatever. Sound has kind of stayed the same, but they've they've kind of just painted over everything, right? So it just is a it's more of like a drawing than it is uh, sprites. And I kind of wish they still look like sprites, or I had a way to switch around. I don't know. It's it's a very small thing. It's not my favorite graphical treatment of a remaster, but uh, for what it is, it doesn't. It actually really doesn't matter in the end. The the fun you're having is is more important. So anyway, I would highly recommend it. And I think that trilogy, the original trilogy is on sale right now. The new one is not that thing's like 50 bucks. So, and I spent some more time with Aloy. I don't have to say much more about that. Cause I just continue down the path of getting forbidden West under my belt. And I love that game, John, let's talk about boxes, lost fragments. I have no idea what this is. Uh, so I've actually talked about this before during one of the steam preview things. Mm. Um, but it is out now. It's currently on sale as a as a bit of a launch sale deal thing. Um, and I have another. If this sounds interesting to you, I will also point out that the uh, the first game of this type, which was called Doors Pandora, I think something like that. Uh, uh, yeah, no, Doors Paradox. Sorry, it's by the same people. Um, and it's the game they made before this. It is free on Epic. So mm. right now it's their free game. So if this game sounds interesting to you, but you don't want to necessarily buy in, um, the free game on Epic this week is their uh, is is their prelude or first attempt at a game like this. Um, but basically, what this game is is it is a puzzle game. Uh, centered around a lot of boxes. Um, it's more than just that, but you uh, you basically are given a series of puzzle boxes that are all mechanical and clockwork in nature, and I flip this switch and that unfolds this, which lets me get this, and you just keep solving puzzles and letting the boxes uh, open and reveal new things and expand. And I thought I was going to get in and just go, yeah, I'll play it a little, remind myself what this game is, and then I'll have something to talk about on core because I didn't think I was going to have anything to talk about this week that wasn't shared. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I ended up playing through the entire first set of puzzles. 
Oh, wow. And I got hooked. This game is so it like it's so simple in what you're doing. You are just clicking and dragging and, you know, right clicking back out of things and twisting things and moving levers and all of that. But it is so satisfying uh, to be solving these puzzles and just watching the cool animations as these devices move forward. Um, it scratched that itch and, uh, I can't wait to play more. Like I, I know I'll be playing more infinite wealth this week. I would be surprised if I didn't play more of this because it just, there's some fundamental need in me to do these kinds of puzzle games and stuff like that. And that's how I feel about this. Like, I, I feel like these people also took a little inspiration from mist. Some yeah. of the imagery and puzzles just feel very mist like in their design. And I'm a huge fan of that, that series. So, uh, it's great. Um, you know, take a look at it. It is exactly what it looks like. Um, there is a minor story that's happening, nothing super compelling. So it's really just there for you to solve little puzzles and watch cool animations and stuff like that. It's only, uh, only like $17 right now on sale. So it's not like it's that expensive, but I'm having a fantastic time with it. Can you tell how far you are? Like are you close to being done or, you know, so the initial, um, you, you put this key in this thing and it opens up and I think it says that there are like five floors or something like that. And within the five floors, I feel like there were like five puzzles. I might have the exact numbers wrong on how many it is, but um, there's a decent number. I mean, I spent, I'll tell you how long it took me to get through the first chapter. And I would assume that they get harder. At least I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, I've played for about an hour and it feels like maybe I'm about a sixth or fifth of the way through the game. So, you know, it's not insanely long and you kind of just go at your own pace and you kind of just poke at these things. But there is kind of this the room you're in where you're, you're getting all these puzzles also typically have puzzles uh, on top of them. So you're seeing a little bit of that. If you're watching the video version, Um, this room is kind of the gateway hub to where you'll be going and solving the puzzles. Yet there is also a puzzle within this room. Okay. So there you go. It's five. Oh, okay. Like there are five puzzle rooms and each of those puzzle rooms, I assume are going to contain this many uh, boxes that you have to solve. So this looks awesome. I want to mm-hmm. play this. It's, it's like an it's escape. Really, room. It's just a tight package. Like it's just great. That's nice. I, I finally started playing cocoon. I'll talk more about it next week. Cause I'm not far enough, but you might really like that too. You know, that, that everybody was raving about it last year and none of us played it cause it was too many games to play. But cocoon is a very cool puzzle game. It's not quite like this, but I'm getting vibes from this. That yeah. remind me of that. This looks great though. Totally want to grab this and check it out. Uh, let's see what else we got here on your list. Blaze uh, Blue yeah, Entropy I, Effect. What the hell is that? Tell me more. So, hey, have you ever heard of the fighting game Blaze Blue? I have. Um, yeah. <laughs> known for really great, uh, you know, character art and you know, really wild moves and you know, a unique cast and all of that. Uh, well, I'm terrible at fighting games, so I usually don't buy games like Blaze Blue because even though I think they look cool and I love the art and I love the style, I'm absolutely terrible at fighting games. Well, they took that, they took that art style, they took those characters, and they made a roguelike Metroidvania with it. 
Oh, whoa. And I have not spent very much time on this, so don't consider me talking about it as a full-on recommendation or anything. I want to spend more time with it. I just figured I'd talk about it and get it on people's radar. But this game, so far, seems really cool. Like, it's a, you know, kind of platformer. Yeah, Metroidvania is definitely, like, feels like it's in that vein. But it's not so much about exploration. You are still mostly just running to the right and fighting enemies. But you get to pick power-ups, like a like a roguelike. Um, or even, like, a vampire survivors. Like... Oh, here's three power ups that you can pick for your character and you pick the one that sounds the best. And then it even has the diverging paths kind of like Hades where it's like, well, do you want to go to a room where you're going to get a light power up or a poison power up or an electricity power up? So you pick your room and then you go have fights there. And then eventually after so many rooms, you'll get a big boss encounter. Um, I've really only had enough time to run to the right a bunch of times, get some cool power-ups and fight one boss. That's about all I've done so far. So, uh, I, again, I have not spent a ton of time with it, but it controls great. Beautiful it plays looking. very well, and again, if you've ever seen the fighting game, you know what to expect from the art. It's really good looking. Yeah, I so. like this style. So the 2D animation is really nice. The just the, I mean, just the hand-to-hand stuff looks real good. This looks really cool. The only caveat I will put out there is a warning to Scott and people like him. Yeah, anime as hell. Storyline, <laughs> anime as hell. <laughs> Get ready for some anime. Um, like, I, I don't even know what's going on in this thing. They're talking about training Mind Link and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't know what any of this means, but great. I'm glad you're excited. I'm excited. So, uh, yeah, it's very anime, but I'm having a lot of fun playing it for the little bit of time that I did. It's really pretty. Very flashy. Yeah, Yeah. really, really pretty. pretty I love the look of it. And I look like there are a lot of characters you could use. Oh, it's a huge roster, and that's assuming there isn't unlockables either. Um, It's a a massive roster of characters that seem to play very differently. Uh, They give you a little video where you can watch how certain ones play. One definitely is that, like, kind of berserker style where they deal more damage the more damage they've taken but their attacks restore their health so you got to walk this line of taking hits but also dealing damage to stay alive and you know so like that might be one character i started playing as somebody with a with a spear so it's a lot of long range moves and stuff like that Mm. it's very cool like you said the franchise is a fighting game franchise right right right. yeah yeah, so people are used blue, to just... So are they using their assets, like, in this new context? I kind of wondered if they would be, but, like, the sprites are definitely smaller than what you would expect from a fighting game, and they're very locked in on, you know, just 2D fighting planes. So I, they are characters from that series, though. I recognize the yeah. girl that's dressed like a cat. Yeah, there's, like, a um, Blast Blue Collection, Blast Blue Calamity Trigger, Blast Blue Continuum Shift Extend... Blaz Blue Chrono Phantasma Extend. Blaz Blue. How do we? How is it? How do you say? Is it Blaze Blue or Blaz Blue? I don't even know. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't have an E, so but I don't think it necessarily matters. I mean, Bo makes a good point though, because there's no E there. It is spelled Blaz Blue. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Educational, like I think you're right. Yeah. So we'd say like there's a craze. There's like a 
Yeah, not a, a craze, craze, right? Never be craze. Not a craze. And yeah. they say a blaze, not a blaze. <laughs> but, um, yeah. uh, but, uh, like topaz. 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 <laughs> so it, if there's an E on the end, we go A on the A. But if there's no E, it's ah. So yeah. blaz blue. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I'll bet I'll bet it's be always right. been blaz blue. And I've just said blaze blue all these years. I think I'm going to continue to say Blaze Blue. Yeah, I mean, don't. Um, that being said, it's also a translation, so who knows if the localization might get real Titus Titus right. on this business and go with the one. We, I found out this week that it's not Steve Buscemi; it's Steve Buscemi, and it's always been that. And I still can't not say Buscemi. <clears throat> why so. do we shush the sis? I don't know. I don't know why that happened. Buscemi. It's Buscemi. It's Buscemi. The greatest question of all time: Why do we shush the sis? Yeah. Why do we shush the sushimi? <laughs> <laughs> well, shush the shush yeah, um, I don't know what that's yeah, about. It looks really cool, though, dude. This looks rad. I like it. I like it. You know what? Well, it's yeah, like it they cool. might experiment with other types. I clicked one of these in this collection, and it says combining a 2D fighting game with a visual novel. So apparently, they they experiment more often than I thought. Okay. Uh, they're not a, they're not afraid <laughs> to do trying different things with it. But I I think this is cool so far. The blaz blaz blaze blue people are big at Evo, right? They're like big competitive scene for that for the fighting games for the main mainline fighting games. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, they look like primarily fighting game co. Yeah. And yeah, I'm seeing some characters I saw from the other one, but like this stuff easily could be cell uh, 2D cells. Yeah, it does but look kind of cell cell animated. But they, they redraw and shrink down for their game, but like, because my mind immediately goes to, oh, where's the Tekken rogue? Like, <laughs> like I'm like, well, we could, this is, we could do this for other games too. Not that to diminish this one, this one's awesome, but you know, yeah, something we all know about more. Maybe I want to play a, a whole Yoshimitsu game. I guess, or yeah. Something like that. The the polish on this is real nice. I'll say that it's very pretty, and like these screens, even these yeah. like dice roll screens here where he's on. I mean, they really went all out on this. Jeez, I'm getting, you know what I'm getting? I'm getting the finals vibe out of some of it. That's weird. Like these big bombastic banners and stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. That looks awesome. I don't know what's going on with this game, but it's, uh, it's got style. Seems neat. Now, uh, in the shadow of 2K4 or 2K24 WWE (laughs) uh, reviews hitting already. Mostly positive. I think it's by the just way. previews. So oh, is it previews? Okay. okay. I've read a couple of full previews. reviews that are saying that it looks awesome, and I can't. Remember. I'll try to find one. But people seem to be into it. Doesn't matter. John's John's working away on twenty two K twenty three content. The frog, yeah, frog wrestling return. What happened? What's going frog on? Frog wrestling came back last night. We're having a major tournament. We're letting everybody just fight everybody as we build up to our big free purview to end this uh, season, end this version of the game before we go to uh, 2K24 when it comes out. And uh, as a result, you know, we had a tournament. Scott, you're already out of the tournament. Oh, shit. How the mighty have fallen. You didn't even make it to the second round of the tournament. Did you change my pants or something? What happened? No, no, you got to... So... I did. Everything was random. I thought, okay, let's just, I'm not going to plan any of this. Everybody's going to be fighting random opponents, right? Yeah. And so uh, it was just luck of the draw. And because of the number of creator wrestlers that I currently have in there, um, there was one left over that wasn't going to have a match. So I said, okay, well, 
One of these matches is randomly going to be a triple threat match. Whoever draws the, you know, maybe lucky or unlucky straw to be in the triple threat. And we'll pick a random match that'll be a triple threat. Scott, your first match happened to be the triple threat. It was you versus the Archfey of Carnage, Diane Talis, and Patrick Beja. <laughs> They're both and, French, by uh, the way. Both French guys. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Patrick won. Damn it. He he wow. snuck a victory. Uh, He's been Dian- playing Tekken. That's not fair. Yeah. Yeah, he fair. has trained. He has trained in Street Fighter. Now I'm assuming Tekken. It's only made him more powerful. Yeah. Um He's a fighting and, game uh, nerd. Yeah, Patrick okay. came out ahead. Bo also already eliminated. Um Damn, so- dude. Yeah, I got the news. People just came into my stream and were like, You lost. And I was like, Great. You know what I'm he like? I'm like the, he lost the Dunaway. Like Dunaway, Dunaway, sneaky, real good. He wins a lot. I'm like the Patriots after like winning every year for ten years or whatever it was. Like that's how this yeah. feels. Now I, you just can't get it done anymore. No, I hate it. Uh, that's annoying. All right. Well, so what does it mean now moving forward? Is there going to be revenge so, matches? Are we going to see it? Uh, next week, we're going to continue the tournament and start the women's tournament. We had so many uh, in the first round of this that we didn't we, we didn't even start the women's side of the tournament yet. Um, so that's going to start next week as well as the second round of the men's. See who's going to progress further. This all should culminate with a championship match between whoever wins the tournament and me as the current title holder, and then we'll have some extra matches for the rest of you. We'll figure out where everybody else is gonna is gonna land. So you will certainly still be participating, but you are not gonna get your title back by the end of the season. Damn. All right, that's okay. It's a rebuilding season. I'll make it work next time. Yeah, you <laughs> gotta right. get rid of the jorts. Although people will riot if I get rid of the jorts. Yeah, you can't get rid of the jorts. I even and I think they look terrible, but I still think you shouldn't get rid of them. So. Yeah. See, for some reason, I put you in jorts, and I was just like, "Yeah, that's Scott." Even though obviously I've never seen you in them. Never wore. I don't wear as jorts. I, as soon as I put that on your outfit, I was like, "Oh, there's Scott right there." <laughs> I don't know why it worked, and I agree with you that it did. But I've never worn jorts, to my knowledge. I've never worn them. Period. I may have worn cut off shorts You've before, or not known it. Ever? Yeah, maybe when I was a kid, I wore cut off jeans, but not not since then. So that's that's why. I mean, I wear I wear a lot of cargo pants, knee length cargo pants. Sometimes not pants, shorts, but even then, I don't do that much anymore. So I wear a lot of skinny jeans now because my I got I'm two notches down on my belt where I used to be. Pretty yeah. good. Well, I mean, if you put in the work, nice. you definitely got to show it off. Yeah, you got to show off your your sure. deal. So now my belt kind of bulges out the side a little bit because it's used to being trapped by the metal pieces, and now it's pulled beyond that, and it's like this weird yeah. little tumor of a belt. I got to get a new belt. Yeah. It's yeah. annoying. Uh, all right. That's awesome. Watch for more of that coming up soon. Uh, Bo, you only played Infinite Wealth. That's all you played. Yeah. I mean, I played some Pal World. I did Raid and World of Warcraft and all that stuff. Yeah. But, you did your you usual. Usual suspects, but in terms of, you know, stuff to share. Nothing un- nothing unusual. Just, all right. you know, Infinite Wealth. There you go. Uh, well, in that lovely case, let's take a break. When we come back from this break, the three of us are going to listen to Dear Martha. Well, two of us will, because one of us plays Martha. Or no, plays the Martha's <laughs> husband. Anyway, that's one coming up. That'll be a Steam review, it looks like, today. And then we got some other news to round up, a couple of bits of uh, correspondence uh, and more. So don't go too far. We'll be right back. Okay, everyone, we're back, and it's time for Dear Martha. So prepare yourselves for Dear Martha and a reading of a Steam review. 
Are we to guess this one, John, or is this just a... No, no game here, but definitely don't pull it up for the stream to see. Uh, Just going to read a a Steam review here. One of those, eh? All right. Yeah. Well, let's get to it. Here you go. My dearest Martha, I present to you now my review for the video game. Sex Coach Hot Yoga Prologue. Martha, there was no yoga. Where is the yoga? Yours in this life and the next. Smoking off. What did they give it? What review did they give it? They gave it a not recommended. Really? No no yoga in Sex Coach Hot Yoga. Oh, I just brought that up and... um, (laughs) Clearly it has the other thing. Normally they they warn you by putting like a splash page up, but no, the very first image... The very first video image is just a still of some really gnarly uh, doing it going on. I mean, even Pornhub puts a little symbol up before you go. <laughs> before yeah. It goes. <laughs> there you go. This is just like. Bang. Man, your familiarity with that tune is is great. I love that. Um, just I just I saw it on YouTube. I don't I don't go. You don't know that. Yeah, I have no idea. I've never, I've never been there. Somebody yeah, TikToked it. It's fine. An older boy told me about it. Was a, pod, a podcast I listened to mentioned it. An older boy. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like junior high to me so bad. <laughs> I've heard that exact thing out of some kid's mouth back, back when I was that age. Some older boy showed me a play, showed me a penthouse or something. An older boy. Who's this older boy? I'm not going to say. It's like, no, you brought it yourself, you weirdo. Anyway. That, here, that, here, that Pornhub yeah. song, just a, a quick note, that's a great way to mess with people if you just put it on your phone and just set it aside and play it out of context and see who see who up. looks down see who <laughs> freaks out see who looks up and goes what the hell is it this yeah. one hold on pull it up like in the doctor's office or something in the waiting room is that it that's the one that's Just on play youtube that the, play that in the dentist's office when you're in the waiting room you can get that on youtube everybody go to use that on your friends and your and your unsuspecting strangers and uh, have a good time with it uh okay it's time for a little news <laughs> Nothing major. It's kind of a slow week, but it looks like John's right. I'm going to go ahead and concede this one. Um, all the early reviews for Suicide Squad are saying it's terrible, and I think John wins. I'll relent. I'm well, out. don't say John's right. Aww. I wasn't rooting for it to I know. Be bad. I know you didn't I, want it to be. I mean, you weren't rooting. Well, maybe part of you I've is rooting a, for I've it. I've heard a number of people in the core chat say they bought it and they're liking it. I've seen one person. Are like, uh, some people are liking it. I'm sure there are people that think it's good. I didn't want it to be bad. I just was surprised that you had it as your number third most anticipated. I thought that seemed high. Yeah, it was a little but high. It was a little I, high. I, I, I didn't want it to be a bad game. Yeah. But yeah, it's not receiving the best reviews in the world. It's certainly got a bit of controversy around it. Um, and... Uh, I'll say this, like I haven't played the game. I have, I'm going to be honest with everybody. If core talks about this game, I'm not going to be the person to do it. I haven't seen anything about this game that makes me want to play this game. Right. You have not like, it's not a review thing. I'm not trusting the reviews. I've watched gameplay. There's nothing in here that is interesting to me. Hmm. That's where I land on it. If you enjoy it and you're having a good time, more power to you. I'm not going to get to speak from a place of knowledge on this because I haven't seen 
I've seen a couple cutscenes. None of the jokes seem funny to me. I've watched the gameplay and it looks okay, but not the type of game I want to play. I'll tell you That's what. That's where I'm at. I'll tell you what, though. One, the the one controversy, not even controversy. It shouldn't be one that annoys me the most are players that are freaking out because the Justice League are being killed off by the well, Suicide hold, Squad. Hold on. I want you to look at the I title of this game. I think there's some justification here. How? Why? How? It, okay, comics do this it, all the time. The game is called Kill the Justice League. Suicide okay, Squad, okay. colon, kill them. Yes, I get it. You found a back-of-box way to justify it, but let, let's <laughs> let's really think about this for a second because I've seen people try to dismiss the controversy the way you did. A lot mm. of people went like, it's called Kill the Justice League. What did you expect? <laughs> well, it's also a sequel to the Batman Arkham games. Well, sort of. It's in the universe. It's in universe, yes. Right. But, in the universe would mean a sequel, right? If it picks up where the Arkham games end, did that's it, what we would call a sequel. Is it? Does it pick up where it ends? Do we know that? Or is it just like, hey, same Batman, we don't know when. Dude, comics do this all the time. This isn't that weird, right? It's really not is that it, weird. Is there like a cube okay, involved? Let me just let me just get to where it's at. This is where it's at. Crystal. I'm not let let me let me be clear on what I am <laughs> doing and what I'm not doing. Just real quick, let me put it on the table. All right, go. You're, you're I am not saying that I agree with the volume yeah. of the uh discourse around it. Yeah. And I will even say that some of it is just unfortunate timing and grabbing at straws. However, they have certainly said that this is in the Arkham universe, a continuation of that universe. Of those they games. They have right. said that. Okay. Uh, can we just say spoilers on this game, please? I don't, like, I mean, they're like, going to kill. Skip ahead, light spoilers on this video game. We, Which we haven't played, so we don't even, I mean, this is we very don't know light. full context, but yeah. we're going to talk about the controversy, and I can't talk about the controversy without the spoiler. If you don't want to be spoiled on an element of this game, Turn it off. Okay. So Batman in this game, he's in this game. We knew that. Yeah. It would be, if this is a continuation of Arkham, the the Batman we played in all those games. Right. He dies in this video. Game. He sure does. He gets shot he in the head. Shot in the head by Harley Quinn. Yeah. I certainly understand people that hold those Arkham games in high esteem going, I don't like that ending for this character. I think that is a perfectly justifiable reaction to that cutscene. I don't even think they. But what, here's what the thing: a Chris, what if there's a crystal at the end? Like uh, that's and time that's my crystal. entire point. I don't think they kill Batman. People think they, they do. do. I I will tell you they do. But how do we know he's permanently dead? But do you know about the crystal? Do we know if there's a has the crystal been confirmed? <laughs> I love this crystal or not. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. They're like, I get what you're trying to say. Comic books undo this all the time. Yeah. But as far as the box game, what you can go and play right now, yeah. I'm not talking about future content that might come out, and that's what a lot of people are going, well, but maybe it does deal with some alternate universe stuff, so maybe, yes, there is a road where they could undo this. Yeah. Sure. There always is. Any universe can do it. What is presented in the story, Batman is killed by Harley Quinn, and they do put a heartfelt tribute to Kevin Conroy at the end in the form of a eulogy for Batman. He is not back alive at the end of this video game. 
Okay. I checked okay. because I was curious if I was going to justify people getting mad about it. I wanted to know if he's back 10 minutes later. <laughs> I looked into it. Yeah. Now, if they add DLC down the line that puts him in the game, then yeah, there was a crystal and he came back. It's fine. But that's not what's in the game right now. Mm. Okay. So I get people going, I like those Batman Arkham games and I think this is a shitty end for the character. I think that's fine. I do think it's a little bit of a bridge too far to go. This is disrespectful to Kevin Conroy. They didn't know he was going to die when they made this video game. No, like that is a weird. That is a weird thing to get upset about because it's not like they made this game and went, you know what? This is going to be the swan song for you. And he was like, guys, they're like, no, I'm sorry, Kevin, you're not going to make it. Like I get that he is like if I read a Batman comic. I hear his voice when I read Batman. He is iconic. Yeah, of course. I, I, I think he is probably the most iconic version of the character. But you can't fault the game saying it was disrespectful to his memory when he was still alive when he did this game. Like yeah, he that, was down. He yeah. was down. That does, not, that does not hold water. And yes, I will also say to your point, Scott, It is called Kill the Justice League. You should have come in expecting to see the Justice League die. But I also do understand the level of discourse if you care about the Arkham games going... I don't like this ending for a character. That's like not liking. That's like not liking Alien Three. I get it. I get it. I truly get it. Ask a question. If it's called Kill the Justice League, aren't people mad that Batman dies in the first ten minutes? So you're only killing three quarters of the Justice League. Well, it's not early. It's it's pretty deep into the game. You said first ten minutes. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought. I think. No, I don't think it's in the first. Who said first ten minutes? No, I, oh, it, I may have just heard something that didn't happen. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I thought you said he dies and he gets shot in the head in the first ten minutes. No, no, no. no. He's he's uh, my understanding. He's in at least half the video. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Never mind. Yeah, he's huge. I'd be mad about it. that. I'd be like, I'm like, can I only kill three of the four Justice League members? I mean, the first like, few minutes of switch. Alien Three, they kill off a bunch of people I didn't want dead. But yeah, I. Yeah, I get that. I understand that. But it's not going to be this still doesn't it doesn't take away from your love of the previous. Well, two, uh, three games. Yeah, three games. Right. City Asylum and uh, and Night, Dark Knight or whatever it was. There's also Origins. Oh, yeah, but they don't see. That's the funny thing I was reading today. IGM was somebody was talking about how they in this game. Stuff that happened in Origins, they they still don't acknowledge that game exists because it's a different developer, not their story. They consider it separate which I think is kind of funny if you add that to this controversy, because on the one hand they're including, they're including the beloved stuff, but origins was just fair to Midland and not the same developer. They are not including any of that as Canon in this game. Well, and that's the thing is like, I I do think, and this is why I, I said, while I understand it, I'm not, I think the volume is too high on it Mm. because I do think Bo's right. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a crystal, you know, like just use the term he's throwing out there because I think it's a good one. Like yeah. a cube or they, a crystal. They wave a, their yeah. hand and like Batman's back, or they go through a portal because it sounds like the ongoing, the game is a service model of this game, the stuff that's going to keep coming post game deals with going to alternate realities. And it wouldn't surprise me if, oops, uh oh, one of those realities is the actual Arkham universe or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I still think that there is very much a chance that this is somewhat being 
blown out of proportion, but like I might, it might even be a bonus core at some point. My rant on not telling your full story in your box game is a huge pet peeve of mine. So I do think you have to judge it by what's there and What's there is this story, and I I can understand frustration with this narrative. But they no, it doesn't. No, it they, doesn't take away from your experience playing the other Arkham games. But it isn't a great ending to that. No, I I agree that with that. Narrative. I agree with that. I think that if I think the way that this gets solved is they should have never done that. They should have said this is a separate story, and it doesn't matter. Kevin Conroy plays Batman in all sorts of alternate yeah. things. He was in Batman 2000 or uh, what's that called? Batman beyond. I mean, um, he was Batman in the phantasm mask thing. He was in the animated series in the nineties. Like you got him, you hired him as often as you could to be Batman. So you could have done this again with Kevin Conroy with a lovely send off in it, uh, to Kevin, uh, and the character without saying, well, this is a sequel. This is a direct sequel to those games. I think that's a mistake by the developers. They shouldn't have done that. They knew that was going to cause a stink. They may have even done it on purpose, thinking that may help with sales or get a stir going. And maybe they're right. I don't know what the end result on sales will be. But I'm, at this point, more concerned that the game sounds like it's kind of bad. And uh, I was really hopeful, and it bums me out. I mean, it looks good. I'm watching like what you guys are talking. I'm watching like video of it, and I'm like, it looks beautiful. This game game is bad. (laughs) Go, I would say, go look up gameplay. See Mm. what you think of it. I again, it's not. This is already a genre that I'm not particularly interested in, so it's not in my wheelhouse to begin with. Then on top of it, I just don't think from again what I've seen, it's well written. Um, but. It's not for me, but that doesn't mean it's not for you. So I would I would encourage people to go out and look. We've heard from people in our Discord saying they like it. The, the reviews are middling. They're not bad. This game isn't getting like three out of tens. It's getting sevens and sixes and stuff. Like mm-hmm. that usually means there is an audience for the game. Like that's that's how I tend to look at review scores. If it's super high, it's a game that extends beyond genres and you'll probably like it. If if it got a really high score, I'd go, well, this isn't a genre I normally like, but maybe it's worth trying it because it transcends that. This sort of score tells me this is for people who like this and maybe you will. Mm. Uh, tomorrow's the official release day. Uh, the pre pre-orders is what people are playing now, uh, early access. So, um, oh. we got a guy in our community named Shannon fan who loves it. We got a guy in our community or a lady in our community, uh, Tally who hates it. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of division like that. You're going to just see a lot of stark sort of, I like it or I don't. Some people have said they're worried. It's too much like the Marvel, uh, Avengers thing in its desire late game to create a, looter shooter game as a service. Um, And that's fine to not want to play that then. But all I really wanted was a cool campaign and a big open world and characters I like and stuff like that. So maybe it is still that for me. I don't know. I don't want to judge it harsh. I don't want to judge it because I haven't played it. I don't know. It just seems everyone's a little sour on that whole mess. So. Well, I think it was going to be a popular game to hate on. It certainly has had a rough road of development. And sometimes it can be hard to see through what is people wanting to dislike something versus what is people actually disliking something. So, again, I can't speak to it. I haven't played it. 
I actually kind of hope you do play it, Scott, because it would be nice to hear from someone who's going to play it, mm-hmm. or Bo, if you want to play it, because um, I do think um, it's good to have somebody who, who actually has put it yeah. in hand and is judging it, but I've seen enough to know that I'm not going to spend money on it. Yeah, and Rocksteady didn't decline to do um, codes. That got a big controversy, too. That got everybody riled up. And I saw, I think it was Danny O'Dwyer pointed this out, and he's 100% right. Like, the last time a big stink like this about that happened that I saw was Doom, the, the, you know, relaunch of Doom 2016 or whatever 2016 Doom, yeah. Uh, And that game was phenomenal. So while it can certainly be a mark of a bad quality game, it isn't a guarantee. Yeah. That's usually um, it's a more of a movie thing anyway. Movies, movies are known for that, but games can vary. Um, plus, codes. you know you have a hot property, so you're like, yeah, I don't need to. Yeah, I don't need to give it away for free before launch. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see what happens. Uh, more in the news: Wow, classic team bans GDKP in phase two of season of discovery. Bo, explain. Uh, right. So I know this news doesn't affect everyone, but I think it's a big deal for the WoW community because GDKP is basically, and I've never participated, so I don't know the exact mechanics, but essentially you bid with gold on items mm. and whoever has the highest bid uh, gets the item. And at the end of the raid, all the gold that's pulled up is split evenly by everyone who participated in the raid. Oh, so those who don't get anything, they get something for their They get money. So it encourages people to continue showing up for raid long after. Maybe they got all their best in slots and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. they can still farm gold from people who are willing to spend. It's a controversial system, and like for Phase 2 of Season of Discovery, they've just taken this hardline stance that they're going to ban GDK peers. Now, I don't... I think this is like an indirect way to ban real money transactions, right? Because... It's an basically it's a it's a gold arms race. As if you don't have a lot of gold and you can't compete in the bidding war for items, maybe you do a real money transaction, get a whole pile of gold, then everyone in your raid does it, and all of a sudden, you know, you just you're RMTing. Yeah. Uh, the the lack of so we don't experience this in the core guild. First of all, you should join our guild and just chill out because we don't do any of this shit. Everyone gets items and it's fine because there are mature adults in <laughs> the guild. <laughs> And it's just whatever. We just joke around. Eventually, everyone gets stuff. We've run like BFD like 20 times. We try to run extras. Like I try to make sure to, to you know, I got a healer, I got a tank, you know. Yeah. We have a good, we have a good time. And it, it's, it's, it's in support of the show. So I'm not going to do anything like, you know, just implement a system like this. And I'm like, I feel like if this was an option presented to me, I would just quit the video game. But apparently a lot of people do this stuff and it's pretty normal and people are up in arms, but they're still insisting on policing this kind of behavior. It's just interesting because normally I think this stuff goes under, not under the radar, but you know, they'll directly ban hackers and people who are doing exploitative things or they're doing the yeah. RMT, but now they're actually just going after the people who, the end user at this point. And it's more of I, I don't know how they detect it if you're doing it in your own Discord and voice channels. Yeah, I was gonna say, how do they um, police this? That's so it's kind of a police weird. Yeah, I think you just report people for it. They investigate, and you get banned if you're caught doing it. So it's. I guess they can tell if you did a gold exchange at the end of your raid, that kind of stuff. 
But then people I get mean, around by saying, we do this true, later at the guild hall, our fake guild hall. We'll all meet up and we'll all pay, pay out then, or we'll do it one at a time over a week. Or There's ways yeah. to get around all this stuff. So I don't, I'm honestly flummoxed by why they give a crap. This isn't I think ex- it's it's to curtail RMT. I think it's rather than go after all the because there's a lot of gold uh, available in because when you hit max level when you do your quests you don't get experience anymore you get gold so at level 25 you're getting like way more gold than you'd ever get normally playing the game at that level because that's the end game. Mm. Um, and then there you know it's World of Warcraft so there's always somebody out there going to one up you somebody's going to you know people are farming the heck and charging crazy prices for consumes and um just like drops like world drops that are like worthless normally but because they're going to be relevant in the next phase you know that kind of thing like there's items on sale in the auction house for like hundreds of gold and for those and, wondering uh, what RMT is real money trading is what that means by the way yeah so the uh some people may not know what that so, is. So you know, it's World of Warcraft. It, it's always had a player base that can get out of control, particularly classic because it doesn't have a lot of this maybe systems in retail that disincentivize a lot of that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and they're just straight up just going to ban people who are doing it. So hmm. I thought that was just interesting because uh, <laughs> it's it's well, it would, it's going to take a little more effort. I don't think you're going to detect it with bots, and they're not always have a great reputation for responding to client service reports. It's very it seems like it's going to be messy, I guess. Yeah. But. Still curious how the layoffs of all those um, community manager slash uh, GMs in the game. I, I, I wonder how it's – I was wor- – I'm like, oh, I hope this doesn't affect classic, these layouts. You know, just selfishly a little bit. I'm like, well, that's the game I'm playing. I hope I, classic's going to continue to run. I'm enjoying it. I think it will. I mean – uh, And then I think it will because I'm like, oh, it's a big moneymaker, right? Like a lot – like there's a lot of – you know, I don't know what percentage of subs – you would identify as classic customers versus retail customers, but I'm only playing classic. And I think there's quite a few in the guild that are only playing classic. Some do both. I'll tell you, um, since we had so a big... getting money from me just on the strength of classic, if there's enough there, they're probably not going to mess with that money. I don't think we had that whole discussion last week about the layoffs. I can tell you after a week or so of this, I've talked to enough people on the inside to say pretty definitively morale at blizzard entertainment has never been as low as it is right now. It's bad. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Oh, yeah. It's for one players. thing after another. Just ever a since bad, the ugh. scandals hit. Yeah, yeah. It, does, it really does. Like, it felt... And I think the reason it's so low now, this is just a guess. I'm not... I don't want to take anyone's opinion and air it. But part of it is I think a lot of people did really see the acquisition as, um, as, as a lifeline. Like, a, a way to get a life preserver out to people who have been struggling. And it didn't turn out to be that way exactly. It may in some ways, but not in the not in the employment way. Um, right. So I think I think that I don't blame any of them. That's why I got so mad and kind of rage quit my account last week because I was just like, "This is not cool, man." After all this, you're still going to do this. And some well, people have been so just, many things: yeah. lack of job stability, but also they pay. They don't. Pay, people take pay cuts to work there because it's Blizzard. Yeah, I don't like they'll be doing and, that. So much and then anymore. it's an Irvine where nobody can afford to live. Right. The only advantage of Irvine is that there are lots of game devs in Irvine that aren't Blizzard, so you can, you have other fallback options. But the problem is they're all laying people off. So nobody yeah. – there aren't landing spots for these missing jobs at Blizzard now because they're all doing it, big and small. A few have done it kind of under the radar because these are such big, big news ones at Blizzard. There have been other companies that are just like quietly laying off 200 people here and 400 people there and kind of getting away with it because nobody's watching them right now. 
I don't know. Well, I hate that whole thing. Yeah, sucks. And, and, like all, it just seems to be happening. Not not even just in video games, but in tech and even other industries too. Like tech and media, tech media, uh, and tech media, games media. Small guys like this, we're we're fine. But like you know, if you work at a Twitch place, laid on, didn't Twitch lay off too a bunch yeah, of employees? A whole as bunch. Well? Yeah, yeah, I think Twitch was an insane percentage too. I it like was high, twenty five yeah. to thirty percent, something like that. It was a yeah, big, it was I a big it was one. Around thirty percent or something like that. And they Did lost you see the game. numbers going around about how much it costs to run a stream? Yeah, I saw that. We were talking. I, can't remember I was, was like, "Is that even that. real?" Like, holy shit! Like, According to the calculation stuff based on AWS rates, which is the back end used for Twitch, which they own. I mean, Amazon owns it all, so you know it's arguable whether this is a sinking cost for them or not. But that bandwidth costs. For if you have eight thousand people in a stream, and it goes for about eight hours, that's about forty six hundred dollars for that stream that Twitch pays, and they are also paying you, <laughs> in in a lot of cases. And then people who are spending there, some of that gets made up, but a lot of that goes to the to the streamer. It's all it's just not sustainable. Even if you have like ten k subs and you're streaming eight hours a day, twenty times a month, like you won't. Subs don't pay per stream; they pay per month, right? So, right, right. And, and streamers like are notorious for working like sixty hours a week. Like, just, you got to constantly be streaming. Yeah, so and that near six the math grand. really doesn't make sense. Like, has this always been the case? Like, did it? I think so. I don't why know. did Amazon even buy it? Looking at it, like, probably because they are probably because they are the back end, and they figured they could figure out that would be an easier way to find the the I mean, way to find profitability. Channel, right? Yeah, because they yeah. and they're also. Endless pockets at Amazon, so this can be a loss. In the same way that, for a very long time, YouTube was a loss for for Google after they acquired it for a long time, and that's not true anymore. But it used to be, and so this is just now an attrition thing. Where can they stick with it long enough to make it eventually be yeah. profitable? I don't know. I guess like the view, if you view it as market part of your marketing spend, it's yes, it's an expense, but it's one you're happy to make. Yes. Yeah. You pretty, bring things to market. Pretty wild, though, to think about a single stream costing not not a month, not a year, not a day even. That one stream is is six grand or five grand or four and a half or whatever. It even costs any grand. Like, it's just playing video. Like, my VCR does it for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you yeah. know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, I understand that there's technological reasons, but <laughs> as, a, as a layperson's concerned, you're like... Four grand to play a video, dog. You guys are doing this wrong. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, it's more it's like, complicated. It's like maybe than five that. cents of electricity or something like that. You know? It's a lot. I think it's more than that. I think there's probably more, way more complicated. This is like a make a video game in a weekend. No, so I, I know, I know. That's, it's a joke, guys. Please, <laughs> <laughs> please. Save yeah, your everyone, emails. keep your emails to yourselves on that one. Okay. It We're just teasing. seems cracked. It's hard to believe that it's 4K, but I'm, I assume they know what they're talking about. So. It's a lot of money, and th- and that's just somebody who's did a stream for 8,000 people at 1080p for that long. Think about these guys, you know, like the Amaranths, although she just got banned for something, but like those type of people who got 100,000 people in there for six hours. I don't even want to think about what that is. I wonder who's the who's the more expensive to run, like per customer then in that case. Because like, just your again, highest, more your viewers, they have more subs, but their subs are only monthly. So, right. It's got to be more costly to have big streamers than it is to have people streaming at 50 people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, the other thing that's still came, a money loss, but not quite as much. You well, know? One of the things that came out with this, all this Pokemane talk, because she left and is now at YouTube, um, yeah. 
Twitch is no longer doing exclusivity deals with streamers. They, it's just not sustainable. So they're not doing, they didn't even try to retain her or anyone else moving forward because they, they can't afford these deals where they pay huge amounts of money up front. It's a huge loss. Like, I don't blame them. I wouldn't either if I were them. I know. They got to figure out how to at least break even, if not make money. I mean, it seems like that's a real focus of the new CEO because I know they got a new CEO. Yeah. He's big. He's big in the culture. He's not, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a suit, but he streams and he understands it. And it feels like they're, it feels like his goal out the gate is trying to get it to be more profitable, if not profitable. Yeah, even if it's just like in the black and not making a ton, if they could just maintain and not lose millions per quarter, or they maybe maybe billions. Korea. Yeah, they should. Well, that's because of a Korean thing, right? Well, yeah, cost, my, I, what Koreans I've heard is like, that Korea charges more to try and drive people to a competitor. Yeah. That's what I heard. I don't. Again, I don't know. It's Tom Merritt tried to explain this to me. They have they have a law over there that no one else is doing but them, and it's been kind of a hot mess. And it's not just Twitch, it's others are affected, but it's basically the way you pay for your bandwidth and your uses and who gets the money and how is very different the way these laws kicked in. And it just is not working for Twitch. Twitch is like, yeah, we're out of there. We can't do that. So until South Korea changes up their law again, which many think they will because the pressure is real bad right now on it, then maybe they can come back. But that's not a Twitch. That's that's Twitch acquiescing because they don't have the just don't have the money for it or, you know, but that's like them hitting a breaking point. Cause they're already not making money yeah. probably yeah. apparently. So you want us to make even less money? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I think John's well, right. Kinda, that new CEO figure is something out for them. Like, uh, I, I know I agree, dude. I would, I mean, Twitch is an institution at this point, right? You can't just, the whole, the concept of too big to fail is always such a weird thing to say, but sometimes it feels right. Like imagine if well, Google one day just said, you know what? We're done with YouTube. We're just gonna we're gonna sell that domain and it's gone now. Bye. That seems we're insane. Left with Vimeo, right? Or Daily Motion. It seems <laughs> insane. It seems like a crazy thing that would never happen, and it probably won't. It's a little like I don't know. NBC's been around forever. Probably never go away as a as a network. Uh, I don't know. These institutionalized names on the internet. I think they're just really hard to to kill, even when they're losing money hand over fist. So yeah. I don't know. Crazy uh, stuff. Well, I don't think it's go. I don't think it's going anywhere. I just thought it was is interesting, and in, you know, in the context of layoffs, I'm sure. Yeah, there are. I think actual businesses hurting on some level, but well, here's one you'll love. Uh, Embracer Group bought Eidos, and oh, uh, yes. they're canceling Deus Ex sequel that we didn't have announced yet, but they were working on one actively, and now they're they're not. They laid how everybody off. How many people off. told you this, Bo? How many, how many people linked to this story to you? <laughs> because Scott I heard was it, first. was, was sad, and then immediately thought of Bo. Uh, Scott was the first, and I responded. I included him. I tagged Embracer uh, Group, and I just said, you guys suck. You used every character. Bo was like a... Uh, 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 Max charactered my tweet, basically. You, you were like an indigenous person who does not waste any of the Buffalo, every character that X offers, <laughs> yeah. Bo put suck in and it was pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm sure that they got that I mean, message. Yeah. I don't think anyone's made a worse decision in gaming in the past 10 years. So they cancel. <laughs> it's the worst one. <laughs> every, everything else we can live with except this one. Yeah. This is I mean, for one. me, as far as I'm concerned, I like the franchise, even though yes, there's critiques you can have of the new ones. I want my day. I love those and, new ones, man. And that, that game just keep, they keep putting it off. Like, uh, like, you know, 
It, it keeps getting postponed Sucks. and set aside, and now it's just canceled because some asshole company decided to buy it and be like, what's Deus Ex? You should stop making that. Yeah. We need, so now they're going to do it, what, like a, an Eric Jensen dating sim or some bullshit. Come on, give me my Deus Ex. Probably some, they're going to do Save the Justice League or something. Oh, they should do, they should do an adult game on Steam and call it Deus Ex. Oh, deuce, deuce, uh, do sex, do sex, do sex, D O S E X. I love it. Do sex. The Eric Jensen uh, uh, Odyssey. <laughs> Eric Jensen. <laughs> he's still, I like that he's Eric. Or it's not Eric. What is it? Um, Adam. Adam. Adam Jensen. <laughs> Adam Jensen. No, it's his brother Eric. I it's like the most boring name. I mean, for a sci-fi franchise, and you call the guy Adam Jensen. Well, it's meant to be symbolic. They they definitely went ham-fisted on the symbology and. What's Adam, Adam Jensen? But what does what that symbolize? Adam and Eve. You know, oh, okay. The prototypical transhuman or something like that. You know, it just feels like. I somebody, mean, it doesn't really make sense. But when you watch the trailer and see how you know how much they riff on Icarus and Daedalus and flying too close to the sun and you know all that stuff, just feels like something you'd hear at a DMV. Eric Jensen, you're up. Come get your photo mm-hmm. taken and do your driver's test. Eric Jensen, are you here? That's what that sounds like to me. Yeah. I keep saying Eric, Adam. That's what I meant. <laughs> Eric, you know the old Bible story about Eric and Eve? Oh, man, those two. Yeah. Eric and Eve, yeah. Yeah, real trouble. Uh, we haven't even talked about it. This was a huge deal earlier in the week, but it's kind of fizzled a little bit. Brand new Blizzard CEO. Uh, they're not quite, they're not there yet. They've been announced, but they're not installed. They haven't been plugged into the PCI board yet. <laughs> They're currently uh, the zip files being decompressed. That's correct. Uh, she, her name is Joanna Ferris or Ferries. I'm not sure how you say her last name. Uh, she takes the reins next week, so that'll be early next week, following the surprise departure of Mike Ybarra and uh, after all those massive layoffs. She was previously a big shot over at Activision with Call of Duty. She was essentially, well, for a while there, she was, uh, the person in charge of their esports stuff, and then they called her a commissioner or something, and then she got moved to franchise head of all of Call of Duty. Not a small thing. It's a, still the biggest franchise in the world, so not that not that small of a, of a gig. Anyway, they moved her over. A lot of people are kind of mixed on this. Um, some people are really stoked to hear that a woman will be in charge over there. That she's got all this cool experience. Uh, it'll be nice to have, you know, a different perspective of the company. Others are and like a well, woman by herself. They didn't even feel the need to hire a, a, a man to be there too. They yeah. actually like a, way to go. They a baby, figured it a, out. Yeah. Like somebody's caretaker, like last time that sucked. Um, <laughs> that so weird. The That's only complaint so I've heard about this is nothing to do with her, but that they, that they fished for a new leadership out of the Activision side where a lot of these problems, at least in the minds of Blizzard, come from. Not that she's a problem, but you're pulling it out of the place where we're already having these conflicts. Why don't you pull her out of Blizzard somewhere? Somebody in Blizzard who's already been here understands the culture, whatever that even is today. You know, all that stuff. And and I understand why that might be frustrating, um, given all this history with with Activision. But that being said, she seems cool and capable and she's had a couple statements where she's very excited and wants to, you know, get in there and get her done. And Yeah. I, I mean, thought, you know, her statement acknowledged what I think would be the obvious like concerns would be like her statement even said, like coming from call of duty. I understand that's probably a scary prospect because Activision and call of duty is not run the same way that blizzard properties are run. You know, and I said this to you guys, and 
you know, we're, it's very easy to write the words. It's very different to follow it. And we'll have to see, you know, like I, am I glad that it acknowledged, you know, cause you hear call of duty and you think, Oh great. They're bringing in the call of duty people. Like that's the last thing I want here. Um, but acknowledging it is something it's a step in the right direction. We'll see what it ends up being, but like at the end of the day, and, and I said this to you guys and when we were chatting about it, when it happened, like this is a CEO role and it really like, it really doesn't matter. You look at the past ones we had. We had Yabara, like he was awful. <laughs> like we we got to see his true colors right out of the gate. Um, you know, I was never a big fan of Jay Allen Brack. Um, and even Mike Morheim, who is probably the one that's the closest we get to, you know, going, oh, the good days of Blizzard. Like he was the captain of the ship that we found out was a real bad ship. You know, like had holes and in he it. He was never he was never named. Like I'm not accusing him of anything before anybody jumps on that, but at a certain point when you go, "Hey, everybody in the below decks are doing some really awful things." You do have to look at the captain and say, "What's going on?" So, yeah. um at the end of the day, like I don't I, like they're the CEO. They're going to be another suit and I hope it's good for a company that I care about, but we're just going to have to wait. I, yeah, I hope she's good for the company. I hope she's good for the employees most of all. And I hope that her passions are to not just be profitable, but also, you know, all ships. What's, what's the word? What's the phrase? All ships rise to the, no. Port in the storm. Rising tide sinks all ships. No, wait, (laughs) that's not it. Not not sinks all ships. (laughs) Wait. That's not it. Is it? A rising <laughs> no. tide? A low tide raises, raises all ships evenly. Raises all ships. Okay. And not raises oh, yeah. like blowing a building up raising. Okay. I get it. Um, well, anyway, well done. And then some good news, everyone. Deep Rock Galactic Survivor comes out on the 14th. We just got a date. So uh, get ready to vampire survivor your way through Rock and Stone uh, on the 14th. I'm actually very looking forward to this. I'm going to get it Fantastic. immediately. Now get on the riding pump rails, drilling game that we all want after playing the game one more time. I, I love it. Also tech, uh, T tech 22 in the chat says all ships rise loose lips. I like that. That's a good one. <laughs> yep. Yep. All those good nautical, uh, sayings. You kind of, you kind of nailed it. That's a good question. Oh, look here. We got some correspondence. This is, uh, first of all, a text from someone who says the next Metro game is a story driven VR adventure. As we talked about earlier, where you turn into a supernatural being while you look for your wife. I read that headline as Mario at first glance. Got me excited for Mario VR. Does Core have predictions about Mario VR? I don't think I don't think Nintendo's anywhere near doing yeah, VR. I things. think we're still a hundred years out from Mario VR. <laughs> we still, are well still... past Mario VR. It's very red. He plays tennis. Yeah. Uh, the console did not do well. Uh, it was called the Virtual Boy. It was known to cause headaches. Yep. Um, it's a piece of shit. Although I would take one. I would take one and have it here because I'd love to have like a vintage. Scott, it's a piece of shit. If you have one, please send it to me. Oh, just as a collector's item. Like, I want that. I want the PlayStation or I want the Nintendo PlayStation. 
Uh, there are only like two of those made, so you're never going to get one. Yeah, I mean, good luck. Ma- yeah. Mario, Nintendo can't afford 1080p screens in its production <laughs> chain. And when they do get them, they only run at like 30 frames per second. They're <laughs> You telling me Nintendo's going to get a manufacturing uh, facility that's going to make screens that do 90 FPS minimum and a storefront that can do 90 FPS? Like, come on. I want to believe that they're going to create the most powerful, intuitive, amazing virtual reality experience. But the one caveat is everything is red. Yeah. And friend codes. More friend codes. <laughs> and they use friend afford, codes yeah. to log in. Yep. Those, a, yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't hold my breath, but Nintendo has surprised me before, but I don't think this is on their radar. I think if they actually did VR, they would definitely nail it. And yeah, I'd, love, I'd love to be wrong and them to have a superior product. Can but. you imagine the gameplay you would get out of the best of Nintendo for that? I mean, they would be so, uh, that would be amazing because they know what they're with. When it comes to gameplay, they're responsible for so much of what games are. And continue to be that influential, they could really turn it around in that space. But like you said, Bo, I can't see them doing the hard. They I can't invented even- cardboard. They're they're <laughs> so like they're to their maybe to their credit, but they're it's not even it's maybe mean, but like as a their business acumen is to have like reliable product. Hilarious for the switch, but like yeah, so they don't go they they don't compete on cutting edge tech. Not anymore. They're usually behind, and they trade on the strength of their properties mm-hmm. and like a solid product. Although, honestly, that store is an embarrassment. But apart from that, Switch Switch games run great. Like, yeah, they're fine. I don't have a problem with the games, but the st- I'm just saying, like, you know, that I store the the performance of that store is freaking embarrassing. Like, it's been bad since the first week, and yeah. they've never improved it. It has no music. What what happened to those days where I could count on stuff like this? While I shopped, yeah. I should be able that to shop. That makes me want to spend money. That's it how does. I got it. It absolutely does, and it pisses me off. And we're we're all holding our breath just to find out if your libraries are going to move over to the next console. Yeah, I'm not really holding my breath. I don't think I don't think anyone spent as much on an online store for Nintendo on average than this iteration. Oh yeah, for sure. There's gonna there the internet when they announced uh, Super Nintendo Switch or Switch my butt or whatever the second one is. <laughs> Switch my butt. <laughs> uh, and and it comes coupled with your transactions will not carry over to the new store. The internet there's gonna be a YouTube shitstorm in it. I'll be so pissed. They days. can't do that, dude. Yeah. They can't do that. I mean they can, read but they term, read not. your terms and conditions. The answer might already be there. We haven't Nobody's read them. Yeah, it's probably might already be in there. It's probably open ended, right? Or they've made it so if they don't want to do that, they've they're covered because they're Nintendo can cancel yeah. this license at any time. You know yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, there's that. Uh, we got a text here. This is about. Oh no, we already did that. Let's do. Oh, you guys, mashup time. We got a mashup. <gasps> yep. I've been waiting like a year for this, Jamie. Yep. <laughs> you work for free, and I, you know, don't try to put those kinds of things. But man, my aching heart, I missed your work so much. I know. Thank you we all did. This. He's he's uh, he's amazing. And also, where did I put it? Uh, hold on a second. I don't know where I put it. Let me find the file. It didn't get deleted, did it? Hold on. Uh, we can we can talk about the title and who vote oh, guessed what. Chunky Crunch was the title, right? Yeah. Um, and what did you vote? I voted for uh, me because I think it sounds like something dumb I'd say. Uh, John, how I, I voted vote? for John. 
I predicted Bo because I think, not to say that Jamie plays favorites, but I think Bo is a strong... Bo says things that sound great in a mashup, and Jamie is aware (laughs) of this, and uh, I think if you took the running total of who said what's, I think Bo has a crown upon his head, so... I did not remember, so I voted Bo because it felt that's like that's a very part. polite, complimentary way way to say Bo's the biggest idiot on the show, therefore the most clippable. <laughs> he's a fool. He's, he's um, a soundboard. He's a Look, there's lots of great soundboards. Deckard Kane is a walking soundboard. It's he's good a, to be d- a soundboard. That's why he's so wonderful. So okay, but I voted for John. I thought Crunch Chunk because he's good at tongue twister. Chunky Crunch. Chunky Crunch. Chunky, chunky Crunch. crunch chunky, chunky Crunch. crunch chunky Crunch. That's not bad. John, you're third in this list, 18%. Bo is at 32. I'm at 49. Let's see if this was correct and if the community voted correctly as I play today's mashup. It's a little longer than usual, but it's been a long time. So we're making up for lost time. Here you go. Scott was worried. Was like, is this going to out anyone if we tell them you visited the site OnlyFans? I'm like, there I was just telling people what I look like when I <laughs> masturbate on the show. <laughs> There was a guy who was trying to prove to an imaginary person that he didn't have a skin graft. <laughs> he pulled down his pants, saw the butt, saw the pecker. Wow. Mm. The butt and pecker. Butt and pecker, pants butt all pecker. off. He got My the favorite fantasy tavern, yeah. the butt and pecker. <laughs> the butt and pecker. But if you notice, it says genital jousting, but everything in it's like hot dogs and bananas and sausages. Oh, I mean, and- they look like penis and balls. With the, the balls have a butthole and you stick your penis in the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, Scott. We know what's going on. Nice try. Because uh, I have taste like John. Move. Give us a flavor profile on both. The flavor Oddly, is taint. Uh, salted maple syrup. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> In some ways, it's booty butt cheeks, aka. Can I use you know, that? I want to use booty butt cheeks for other things. I love. Yeah, that. no, I don't own the trademark on that. Booty, okay. My booty butt cheeks are all yours. All right, I will grab them with glee, hold them tight, slap them once or twice and use booty butt cheeks in my future. Uh, you ever try to do a lake run, but whatever in there's too big to fit out the hole, and you're like, I was on the toilet for 20 minutes, and I had to put it back in. They have, put a, it word, back in, but they like, have a word for that. I feel like I've got a giant shit that needs to come out in my ass. How did you put it back in? Well, it wasn't actually out, but it feel it's so humongous. Yeah, but Here's you what happened. the word put it back in. What did you do? I contemplated getting, you know, you take a part of a wire coat hanger and clear it out. I'm like, I think maybe you need to do that, but I didn't do that. But it's, it wasn't outside. I wasn't prairie dogging. It won't go out the hole. It's too big. He's not this a... This guy has more viewers than me on an average date. Maybe I should get some hot female avatars in the arch yet and shake my ass for But money. don't change your voice. Do a voice as Bo doing a lady voice, though. You've been doing it. Hello. I can't talk like a lady. everyone. <laughs> No, let's just do it. Hold on, hold on. Let me close my eyes and do it again. Let's take a load off. Why don't you sit here and tell me about your day? <laughs> no. It's not sexy. Like that. <laughs> just close your eyes. No. Like not Maybe that. my balls are really fit. Your balls. <laughs> Definitely your giant balls. heavy balls. Yeah, I got to lose 10 pounds all in the balls. If I don't get these balls down. You got to take steroids. They'll shrink right up. Joe Catelli or whatever. Rick Catello. Rick, 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 Rick It's in our Google Doc, man. Just look in the doc. It's written. It's all written right. right there. John Riccatello. I like your fake. I like these fake names. They're 
good. Ryan Gosling was amazing. Oh, he was so <laughs> good. One. He's and, so and, ripped. Bo, he's your age. What, what's your excuse? Why are you not there? I know, man. <laughs> wow, Scott, you really came after Bo with that one. Look at Ryan. Why can't you be like Ryan, you fat piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> wow. It came out more harsh than I meant it. <laughs> Holy shit, Scott. Way more harsh Scott, than I meant it. Scott, I'm Knuff. You're Knuff, that's right. Bo farted yeah. on his way back to his microphone and, and he says it's really no, I gotta exist here I'm dying of toxic sludge yeah what is it it's all those pepperoni sticks I didn't eat any pepperoni today I had a um, what do they call it like a chunky crunch like a KFC chicken burger today yeah. <laughs> I had a chunky, <laughs> chunky crunch. crunch my brain blanked out for a minute and I thought he was describing the fart and I just was like what is Bo doing and then I realized we had moved on a little <laughs> Well, the correct answer, John once again proving he's uh, you know smarter than the rest of us. He voted Bo, and that would have been correct. Yeah, Chunky it was crunch. nice of you to guest star on my episode of the mashup. Yeah, you were in there a lot. <laughs> yeah, we were. We were. Uh, like, it was only me. <laughs> occasionally featured on this mashup. Yeah. I'm just. I'm. Just, I'm mildly irritated because John was like, "Bo's the most clippable," and I'm like, "Come on, Jamie does a good spread of everybody, and he literally just nosedived into my taint." You basically. are. <laughs> <laughs> you are very clippable, though. I, I, he's. He yeah, is correct. Well, you know, in that yeah. assumption. Uh, like a filter. Sometimes. Ni- nicely done. I know he's got more in the hopper. He's working on. I I'd love oh, them. Then so. we're getting our John and Scott special. He's specializing us. Yeah, he probably is. First up to bat. Probably a little bit, but you we guys love him. definitely say unhinged, unhinged, un, unhinged, un, <laughs> Oh, he says I can't three wait more. For someone to slow that clip down and hear what Bo sounds like at half speed trying to say that. No, well, he. Uh, you killed it. Jamie's in the chat right now, and Jamie, that was awesome. You did a really good job. He says yeah, John, Scott fantastic. and John will get our shots. He says so. We'll see how John and I do. That was amazing. John wins the competition uh, for voting correctly. The rest of you lose. Good day, uh, sir. That is going to do it for today's show. Now I would like to read some brand new patrons. We got a slew this week. Is that the right gr- name for a grouping of people? A slew of people. Yeah, the slew of people. Yeah. Is there not some, uh, something better? Murder of crows. Okay. Can uh, I, captain I, of sharks. All right. Anything else? Uh, mona- menagerie old- of fish. Oh, I like that. You're all fish big to old, us. <laughs> big, okay. Big old what? Menagerie of fish is pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> I was gonna say big old pile of dudes. That's oh, I like that too. Except there's a lady or two in here. I think. Orgasm um, of uh, elephants. Oh, you got a whole bunch mm, of them. Good lord. It's no, it's the non-gendered dudes, not the gendered dudes. Right. Sure. That's what we mean. I call my the guys. Wife, is, guys is gendered, but also there's non-gendered guys, right? Yeah. I call my wife and daughters dude all the time. It's not a th- yeah. big deal. Okay, everybody, calm down. Uh, Patreon.com slash core show is where these guys uh, went and signed up. Barrington Mattis or Mats, George Cunio, Cunio, Mike Erdley. What's with all these last names? Y'all just. There's no L in that name. I'm Erd- just going to add- try it again. You're adding, adding letters. <laughs> <laughs> There's no L in that name. Just give it another go. Erdy. It's Erdy. Uh, also, Kyle Duchek, who is also Galaban. We know him. He talks to us all the time on nice. socials. Lorath Hobo Pope. It's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, Robert, Mark Jones, and Scandrel the Game Cat. All really, you're going to say Robert and not play the clip? Oh, what? I, you know what, John? Robert! Robert! That poor guy, the way he died. 
<laughs> well, the way multiple Roberts died, they all died. We're going like to get people just adding Robert to their name to hear the clip. <laughs> Somebody, like, It's going to be like, the, thanks to Mike Robert Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Robert Patricia Jackson, mm-hmm. you know, like. Yeah. Throw it in there. Get ready, everyone. That's coming. You just know it is. But uh, we love these guys because they signed up for our Patreon, which helps pay the bills around here and gets them some cool benefits like no commercials ever, pre-show and post-show content, uh, monthly hosted bonus shows. There's two up from Bo in a row, by the way. Somebody's, yeah, yeah. There's two. Somebody there's said. Weeks. Somebody said they made Bo retire from his job, and now he's stuck doing all the host specials. Don't worry, no, we're coming. We, we got, got confused. Stuff. We lost our spot, and while I was doing one, I'm like, I might as well do the other one. Like, you know, save everyone the hassle. Like, it was very not? nice of you to do that. That was it. It was just being. I was being a team player. That's right. And it caught us up, and we feel good about that. I also sent out some video game art this month that I'm very proud of. That will also come in the mail to some of these supporters. If you want to be like these people, and you know you do. Sign up and uh, support your favorite game show right now at patreon.com slash core show. That is going to do it for us. Frogpants.com slash core for everything else we got going. Before we leave, though, Grandma will tell us what we played today because lots of you weren't listening. John, (laughs) take it away. (laughs) I know it's very hard to pay attention to a seven and a half hour video game show. You got second screens. You got video games you're probably playing and you're saying... Some of what they said sounded good, but I don't remember what they were talking about. So here's what they were talking about. <laughs> the boys, all three of them played Sea of Thieves. They played it together, and they were pirates. <laughs> Bo and John played Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. That's the that's the Yakuza game that doesn't have Yakuza in the title. Mm-hmm. It's not coming back. Scott played Lil Guardsman. He played Monster Sanctuary. Yeah. He played Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy. Yeah. Just the first one. But yeah. the whole thing's got trilogy in the name. It's a little confusing, but you'll figure it out. Yeah, it'll happen. And he spent more time with Aloy. <laughs> figure out what game that is, because he didn't write the title for me. Horizon Magnum Opus. No. Go find it, whatever it is. Forbidden West. Anyway, keep going. Forbidden West. Yeah. John played Boxes, Lost Fragments. He played Blaz Blaze Blue Entropy <laughs> Effect. If you don't remember that, I'll forgive you. Let me say it again. It's Blaz Blue Entropy Effect. Uh-huh. Just throw some words together. You'll probably find it. And he played WWE 2K23. Great. I get to say that again every week. Mm-hmm. Bo also played Infinite Wealth. I already said it, but I'll give him a special shout out. Yeah, why not? Two, Thanks, two, Grandma. Two for the price of one. Uh, that is going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next time with more. We can't wait to see you all then. Between now and then, go play some games. Bye now. Get more at frogpants.com. Some have even theorized that the tar is a sort of primordial soup. <laughs> <laughs>